Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Wandering Coach Podcast. I'm Justin, and I am really, really excited about this episode. Yesterday, I got to connect with an awesome human by the name of Scott Andrade, and he is a great guy, has a great perspective on things. We go into so much more than just the initial reason for our meeting, which is the Ventura Float Center. He just opened the, I believe it's the first float center in Ventura County, uh, not just in the city of Ventura, but he's doing an incredible thing. He's created a beautiful, beautiful space and a beautiful room to go do a float. And uh, this podcast actually marks a couple landmarks for this show. So it's, uh, it's number 14, but that's not any sort of landmark. Uh, but Scott came to me by hearing a previous podcast. He listened to the one with Crystal Pearson, which I believe is number 11, and he reached out to me. So it's the first time that the podcast has been uh, self-sustaining in that a guest has come to me and uh, shown interest and wanted to be on. So that's, that's a really cool thing. He and I plan on doing some more together. He's already helping me line up some other interviews with other people. So uh, it, it feels like things are gathering momentum. And the other landmark is that this is the longest one we have done. Typically, I'll talk to people uh, if there's time constraints, the shortest one, the actual conversation part of it has been as short as 45 minutes. Some of them get up to hour 15, hour 20, um, and they just they just seem to um, come to a good closing point at, uh, at about that time mark. Scott and I went two hours. And uh, there, there wasn't really an official start or beginning to our conversation. Uh, we were chatting on the phone the day before when we were arranging to meet, and we started getting into some stuff. And both of us kind of said, "Hey, well, let's uh, let's wait and let's let's do this tomorrow." So we're actually uh, learning about one another uh, for the first time when we're on the show. And then uh, I came in, we started chatting, I sat down, plugged in the equipment and was wearing headphones and kind of checking the levels and we were we were having a great chat and I just I just hit record. And uh, so there isn't really an official start or end to the show. Well, there's an official end, but there's not really official start. I never say, hey, I'm, I'm sitting here with Scott Andrade at the Ventura Float Center. So I'll give you a little bit of background in this intro. I came in. Uh, he's got a little front office and then a beautiful float room in the back where the tank and the shower and the whole setup is. Uh, we decided to set up and record in there. So we're kind of recording from the belly of the beast, as it were. Uh, we were sitting right next to the tank in his uh, his beautiful spot. His name is Scott Andrade. Like I said, it's the Ventura Float Center. And they are brand new. I believe he said they've been open 10 weeks. Uh, he's starting to fill the schedule, already starting to uh, develop some great relationships with people who have had incredible float experiences. I'll be going in soon for a float, and uh, I think you can expect to hear more from Scott. So to give you a little bit of context, he and I were chatting about social media and how he's had to take a little bit of a step back from it and how 
you need to meter yourself to use it for what it's great for and keep in touch with the people um, and influences that matter and not and not let it become a deeper distraction. So that's a little bit what he and I were talking about right when this thing started. I've decided I'm not going to cut any of that early stuff out because in going back and listening, there is some great interesting stuff in the beginning and I never get to a point where I say, okay, hey, let's actually start this thing. Uh, I'm sitting here with Scott. So it just, it just kind of flows right into our conversation. So I'll, uh, I'll let you listen in from the very beginning, right when I pressed record, because there's some interesting stuff, but I just thought I'd give you some context. So without further ado, enjoy this podcast with Scott Andrade from the Ventura Float Center. I don't know if it was a That's fluke just, or... We'll get all this in if we sure. feel like uh, yeah, it's a, editing yeah. it out. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. We'll just start it, but the levels are right, so... Good. Yeah, that's interesting. It's uh, it's weird. You feel like you need it on a certain level, but then keeping keeping yourself metered is... It's one more thing I got to do now, brother. I mean, <laughs> and the thing is, this Float Center is not making any money yet. Really? Well, two months. Yeah, it's okay. brand, brand There's new. some education behind it too, right? Sure. So I'm finding myself at the point where um, I'm actually... Uh, in regards to the uh, aforementioned um, other Squarespace site that I'm developing, right. I used to import from China. And ah, okay. long story short, I sell some goods from over there. Okay. Basically, uh, home-based businesses that I bundle together, save you the time from searching through Alibaba and going uh, through all okay, that. Cool. I bundle little packages for sale, turnkey businesses, not franchises, but they're yours. Right. So I find myself. Doing Turn that online businesses? No, not online. Oh, okay. No, no. Let's say, for example, if you wanted to uh, personalize uh, smart device covers, oh, okay. or bags, or purses, or right. so the old days, uh, you're probably too young to know about this, but you would go to the fair and there'd be a very a highly pixelated picture of you and your girlfriend uh, inside of a heart on a uh, a piece of fabric, uh, basically mm-hmm. a, a banner. Yeah. And uh, you would take it home and you know push pin it to your wall. Right. Well, now everything is a little bit, um, you know. The more high tech, and so now I could take the picture of you and your dog or whatever on the spot. Right. Five minutes later, I have a personalized um, smart device right. case for you. Uh, so it's, okay. it's really it's a novelty yeah, thing. So but it's but printing like on on location. And on location, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and there's uh, so I sell all the equipment needed to do that on site, as well as doing it. Um, on site would mean mostly weekends and holidays and events, street uh, fairs. Okay. But you can still do it and take sure. orders online. Sure. And, you know, do it that way too. So yeah, but you make the at least the big quantity at events and that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then there's corporate. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you could do fifty of the same pen or a thousand. For someone, yeah, yeah, or, big order. Or a thousand, yeah, yeah. I, I was doing some big orders, but then I found out when it, this happened, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. But this is not making. It's not generating the revenue yet. Right. And so until my calendar is booked at least, you know, a month in advance, yeah. um, which is going to happen because I've seen like-minded businesses doing that. I think it's going to happen too. Yeah, it's going to happen. But yeah. in the meantime, there's still rent, there's still food, there's still fuel, still dog food, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that, that stuff. So that's what I'm finding now is that um, Facebook and social media in general, I have to be picky about how I spend my time. So yeah. I definitely can't. Do it on a personal level, right? Because I can't afford, I just cannot afford to spend time um, staying in touch with people. I know it sounds antisocial, but right. um, yeah, for me, it, it uh, I, I need to focus on on revenue, and I, I have bigger uh, goals yeah. for the float center. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, and and you know, on a certain level, like it's 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 wonderful to stay in touch with the people that you want to stay in touch with, but you'll be in touch with them anyways through other how means. About, well, how about this? The ones that I want to, right? Yeah. So we have friends, yeah. we have family, who some I don't care to be in touch with anyway. Right. But I'm gonna have to see them at the reunions or the you know okay. But then you have friends. Yeah. And there's only a few. I mean, well, I, when it comes down to it, I think we're only capable of having. Um, what do they say? 150 is people it that, that you can keep track of. Okay. Yeah. But then, how about your your actual your inner circle? Your yeah, close you're circle. really really close. I mean, maybe 20, but even that seems like yeah, a lot. A, for me, that's a lot. Five, I say there's maybe. probably about six for me. Yeah. Okay. And even those are, you know, I'm married, um, starting you know three businesses right now. Okay. okay. And the good thing is that I'm not, I don't have too much on my plate. I, I I'm learning my plate, and how much I can um, ingest and digest. <laughs> right. So. Um, so social media, though, I mean, like I say, I, I just can't do it, man. I, I, I know it sounds cold, but, and I do believe in the universe. And I think of someone, or I don't, and I bump into someone. And chance meetings, it's still a very romantic thing where I believe that I do make contact and run into people when I need them, as I need them, as they do with me. Things just, cool things just happen, you know. And yep. it's cool because the people that um, I don't need to see anymore... Yeah. I used to have, like you said, 20 people in my close circle. Right. They were people, but they weren't my friends. Right. I came to find out. Right. And I had a spiritual awakening about, I'd say about eight years ago. I really don't keep track anymore, but some time ago where I actually cleared the table. Yep. I cleared the table and everything was on the ground and I became not a recluse, but I was intentionally alone for a couple of years. Relationships were... Even that, I, I was not, I did not want to connect with anyone. I was trying to connect with myself. Right. And all this information out there and who, what talk was I going to listen to and which podcast was I going to listen to and start learning and, and seeing, you know, where my uh, interests that I didn't even know I had inside of me, where they were at. Right. And it was great. So, yeah, I cleared the table and it's funny. It's like that, uh, you know, burning down the forest. Yep. And everything started sprouting through for me. It just started sprouting and all the green. Yeah. I, I actually just went through something really, really similar because um, I went and traveled for close to eight months. And I was alone for almost all of it. I had a couple friends meet me along the way in different places. But um, you when you strip everything away, the things that really matter and the people that really matter kind of rise to the top. And it really, it really lets you know what what things were important and uh, what things were. Even if you like the people or you like what's going on, it's it's kind of a distraction from whatever the deeper things that you're trying to accomplish are. Well, I, I yeah, along those lines, I, I do feel like we all have a place. Yeah. Now our places may change at different times in our lives, but so let's say someone that I kind of casually knew in high school, all of a sudden this guy's my best buddy. Right. For some reason we didn't connect then, but we do now, and maybe we won't a year from now. It doesn't matter, but right. I do believe in um, taking what you need at the time. And I don't mean taking as far as being a taker. Right. We still need to be givers. Sure. But um, being symbiotic and just, you know, yeah, taking what you need, even like for my diet right now. Yeah. I don't eat on a clock, I, you know, according to a, a clock or a calendar. Right. I don't do that anymore. And I just had this conversation the other day with a guy, and he's doing the same thing where I do enjoy food a lot. Oh, yeah. Everyone does. <laughs> right? No, I do. No, and my wife and I, we're, yeah. I, we're somewhat foodies as far as, as much as you can be in Ventura. We have to travel a lot to be foodies, but right. or Camarillo especially. But, yeah. you know, um, but no, but I, I, I eat to refuel. Yep. 
and it's just as much as I need it at that time. So my life right now is really turning into more of um, what do I need, right. aside from food, everything at that time. It can be food. It can be sex. It can be uh, the gym. Mm-hmm. It can be um, I plan on starting a judo class with my wife in the awesome. next couple of weeks. I'm right there in Camarillo. Yeah. You know? But so uh, the float, how many floats do I need? Yeah. Well, you know, as before, let's see, day before yesterday and Monday, I floated for the first time in two and a half weeks, which is a long time. Yeah. It's funny. I, I floated for an hour. I just wanted my natural clock. I wanted to float for an hour. I floated for 59 minutes and I felt great. Yeah. Looked at the clock. Wow. I turned, you know, turned the alarm off before I, as soon as I got out, before it went off. And I was, I got, took a shower, got dressed, went online for about 10 minutes, clearing things up to leave. I leave. Mm-hmm. I'm a little wobbly in a great way. I just felt, you know, you get outside, you hit that crisp air, and you know the feeling. You floated before. Yeah. And I had that feeling again, but see, I give myself what I need. I knew I needed it. Yeah. You know, I knew I needed it. And um, so everything that I'm doing now, friends, Romans, countrymen, whatever it is, (laughs) you know, I'm feeding myself what I need. Not any more, not any less. And taking time to do all of this. Yeah, that's a. I think that's a kind of a sign of maturity on a spiritual level. And it's. It. I work at a gym, and that's that's one of the biggest things that I'm trying to push on people is that even when it just comes to your fitness or your nutrition, feeding yourself exactly what you need in that moment. And there's a lot of knowing yourself and being in touch with what you need to even make that possible. Now, hold on. Before you go any further, when you say feeding, are you speaking directly about nutrition? Or? No, I mean feeding exactly what your body needs. So like if you wake up and you and you had a workout or an activity or something planned for that day and you're just not feeling it, mm-hmm. and people push through that feeling to, to stick to the plan or feel like they need to give themselves something more intense. Or there will be days where, you know, maybe you plan on having it off and you feel great and you end up doing something really intense. Um, but it just is being more in touch with what you need in that moment. And, um, and, and then, and then that goes to other areas too. Like you're talking about needing a flow, certain friends, how you feel your days. And most people don't dive deep enough to really know themselves on that level. So they like, aren't capable of knowing how to feed themselves. I can, I, I can imagine. I mean, and I do, I, like I told you, as you got here, you saw my little dog Susie walk up. <sighs> eight pound dog, you know, and here I, I'm a, I've rescued, um, so many dogs, you know, a lot of mixes, but for a while I was really on, um, pit bulls. Yeah. I've never had quote unquote a bad one. Right. Right. Cause I've always treated them great. They're house dogs. They're allowed everywhere, you know, and they, they're socialized and a lot of exercise. Yep. That's the biggest difference right there, you know, and uh, a lot of, a lot of training, a lot of leadership, but, um, what I've noticed from having animals and dogs in particular is that, for example, the other day, um, our little girl Susie was not feeling so well. Just I could tell by her mood. Yeah. A little bit sluggish and cranky. And then I noticed that as uh, soon as we got here to the float center, there's a, a large patch of grass next to the stream out here. Yep. And she loves it out there. Well, she started eating the grass. And yep. I stopped. Yep. And I started thinking. And actually... Something I've seen many times and I knew it, but you know, starting a new business, go, 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 go. But it's nice to have her because I do stop every now and then and I watch her. Right. She was eating the grass. Okay. Oh, probably about an hour later, um, she went outside and did her duty and literally, and my, my wife thinks I'm kind of crazy because I actually look at that and 
I can gauge the health mm-hmm. by what you know what she leaves outside on the grass. So I mean, I don't study with a microscope, but I you know I look at it, and to me, firm is great. So let's keep her on that diet for now. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of grass in there. Later in the day, she vomited a little bit, some bile. Yeah. Okay. It didn't worry me. It was a bit. Um, for an eight pound dog, it was kind of a lot. But she didn't look sick, sick. But I started thinking about it like, no one taught her that when your stomach's upset, go eat some grass. Right. She, she didn't take a course on that. She didn't have a trainer or someone mentoring her saying, you know, eat grass. Right. And I know this sounds elementary. We know about animals and instincts. But that amazed me to stop and think about it. Like, wow. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. Right. I'm trying to know myself and instinctually go with what I feel like I need. And there's always cheating involved, you know. Sure. I, I, I stay away from meat and chicken, pork. I mean, pretty much I'm a pesetarian. Fancy word for I, I like seafood. I can't just, right. I tried vegetarian, but it was just, at this time, not right for me. I tried it. Um, my health wasn't, I didn't feel the best. But yeah, but the whole thing about being natural and instinctual and... I learned a lot from this little girl. I mean, it's crazy how... Mm-hmm. And, and then I was really, like, even talking about it now, like, where are you at, dude? Like, you're really tripping out on this. Like, you... But it's just me right now. I just feel like I need to do that. I need to stop sometimes. Yep. And whether it's a dog or a person or whatever, you need to notice yeah. these things and um, take a look at yourself. And like, what do you need? And I, and I tell people all the time, it's... Selfish has been turned into this bad thing. And there's different different meanings to it, but... You need to be selfish of self. Yeah. You really need to do that first and self-healing and taking care of yourself. And, you know, meditating doesn't have to be in a lotus position on a rock at the beach or wherever you prefer. Right. It can be any time you take out for yourself mm-hmm. and reflect and calm, you know. And, of course, breathing helps and all these things. But um, it's such a fast-paced society that, you know, if you can just put down the phone for a second, put it on silent, the world's not going to come to an end. Your world won't come to an end. Right. I mean, you know, of course, it's, something's pending and, you know, you know that there's something yeah. urgent. That's but most people thing. could find an opportunity right? to sit down and pause. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I'm, I'm known for that. I mean, if I go see a movie, I don't have my phone with me. Mm-hmm. That's my time. So I'm being selfish, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good thing because I'm a better person when I come out of there in society. Because, like, ah, I feel better. Yeah. I got away for a minute. Yeah. So now we come back to the float tank. Yeah. Okay. Of course, one of the first things I tell people is, okay, this is your time. You scheduled a couple hours for your first float. Right. It's an hour and a half, up to an hour and a half in the tank. But like I tell them as well, you don't have to stay in there for an hour and a half. Don't be intimidated by that. Sure. I've gone in there for 15 minutes and great floats. Mm-hmm. But I encourage them to go at least 45 minutes. Give it a chance. Right. I've had a guy in here... Uh, <laughs> First time, four and a half hours. Wow. But I didn't allow that because he was just a random guy. I want to go four and a half hours. Right. I got to know him a little bit. And I got to know him over a few weeks a little bit. And he was into some meditation, um, uh, light deprivation with binaural beats. Okay. And he was doing that basically in the closet of his house. Yeah. Playing the guitar. Then he started blindfolding himself. And said, you know what? I'm uh, going to hang a blanket over the bathroom, a half bath. And he was in there. Doing this, came in here ready four and a half hours, wow. which is a lot, of course. I've never yeah. gone more than two, which, once again, go what's with right, what, what's, what feels right to you. Right. So I tell people that, you know, you get up an hour and a half, but if you feel like you've had enough, 
come on out. You don't have to stay in there. You can sit up in there. Mm-hmm. You can shift positions. I've had people do um, uh, Feldenkrais in there, yoga, holding different positions. So the first thing that we get is just that, well, the industry is trying to get away from this, calling it sensory deprivation. Right. It sounds intimidating. It sounds intimidating. You know, at least at least for starters, people don't understand the whole deprivation Sensory is a basic word. We don't know what that means, but how often do we use that? Right. In a, and even isolation, people are trying to get Isolation. From, isolation yeah. is another one, right? It's a scary word for some people. Yeah. You know, or a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing. Um, you, know, you get different levels of people. You get the people that have never heard of this. And they could be looky-loos or not care. Then you get the people who have heard about it and have always been interested, if not even to try it, to come in and just look at it. And what, yeah. is, what is this thing I've heard about? Yeah. And then you don't know. And then you get the people that are adventurous or explorers and have never or just heard about it um, last night. And yeah. can I book an appointment? I want to check this out. And then they get in there. And then you have people who have done it. I talk to, uh, I get quite a few seniors in here. Yeah. Because they were doing it way back into the 80s. I can imagine it'd be so great once you get later in life. Some of that decompression that happens on your back. Right. Just just, just from a strictly physical standpoint, it's got to be wonderful. Yeah, so the zero yeah. gravity yeah. is your best friend. Yeah. I mean, so and that's another thing I tell people too is don't be intimidated. This is not, you don't have to be at a certain level in life or, you know, in your spiritual journey, whether you're on one or yeah. not. It doesn't even have to be in a, a spiritual experience. Exactly. As you know, it, yeah. it doesn't. You know... Ten inches of water, okay, um, under two, just under two hundred gallons of water in this tank, which is eight foot long by four and a half feet wide. Okay, there's an entry door, which is rather large. Yeah, oh yeah. It's about three and a half feet square. Yeah, it's not. It, it doesn't seem too claustrophobic. That's the biggest thing, that, or one of the things that people get hung up about. You're right. It's, You're it's, right. It's plenty big. It's plenty. I'm big. Sitting right here next to it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the knock. But the other thing, we have options. You can leave the door open. Right. The only thing about that is that the temperature of the water does go down because it doesn't. Everything here is meant to be quiet, right? And so that's you part don't of your run the pump while people are in there. Exactly. So yeah, you wouldn't run the. There's a uh, basically a heating pad, the similar one you might have at home. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, on the on the base, on the bottom, underneath the liner. So you have the option to leave the door open, but like I say, the temperature goes down. I've actually come up with a way. I just rolled up a towel. I'll show it to you. Yeah, yeah. It's a little towel with uh, electrical tape. What would you say? It's about. Six yeah. inch, six and seven inches long. Yeah, just a little bundle. Maybe yeah, just a little. Across. Yeah, a rolled little bundle, and I place that. Uh, I wedge it into the door opening that allows the door to stay open about um, uh, inch and a half. So it's enough to let the humidity escape, but maintain the heat. Right. Toes get a little. You can feel a little chill in your toes, but I tell people if you're asleep or you're meditating, you won't feel it. Right. If you're awake, oh, about every five minutes, just dunk your toes. It just takes a second, and then uh, yeah. So it's not. You know, and it's not a perfect, this is not a magic box. No. And I tell people, if it were, you know, for those that can't see me right now, I don't have hair. <laughs> you know, I'm, I've got a shiny head yeah. on top. And But if it was a magic box, I'd be seven foot tall, you know, perfect shape, yeah. a specimen. You know, I'd, I'd look like Blake Griffin and I'd be playing for the Clippers as right. well. <laughs> you know, something like this. So it's just not a magic box. But you can't get away from the fact that within that, the 10 inches of water at 97 degrees, sometimes 97 plus, you have 650 pounds of Epsom salt, okay? Right. And sea salt diluted to crystal clear, so you can't even see it. And people are amazed that they can actually float in there. Yeah. 
because the water's so clear. It is a cool feeling at first. That first time you lie back and you're sitting on the bottom and you can feel that you might be a little more buoyant, but your butt's <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. And then when you start to lie back and about half of your back is under, your butt lifts up and you're like, what? It's, it's kind of a weird <laughs> yeah. feeling the first time you lie back. Weird but cool, right? Yeah, it's so cool. Oh, well, you know, and after you do it once, every time I enter now, I put one foot in, obviously in the tank, then the other foot. And as soon as I get that first foot in there, I'm already feeling, ah, mm-hmm. it just feels so comforting. Yeah. But you can't escape the fact that in that 10 inches of water at that temperature, uh, what, what that 650 pounds plus of Epsom salts are doing to you. Because we've all heard people that have had a long day at work and they say, you know, I'm going to go home and draw some water and add some Epsom salts from under that old cabinet. And mm-hmm. they plant themselves in a lounger or in front of the TV or with a book and they sit there. But as we know, um, that bucket of water will only be at its peak optimal temperature for a very short amount of time yep and then it starts to degrade and who wants to sit there with your water and cold you know, yeah. your feet in cold water yep so then what do you do you're probably at optimum temperature for uh, you know, maybe five minutes let's yeah. just say not even 10 okay let's say five minutes dump the water and you're done now you are inside of this samadhi tank 10 inches of that water 97 degrees up to an hour and a half or more yeah or more i you know once I have veteran floaters in here, you know, someone who, who's into it and they want to go, like I say, I've had guys go a long time. I mean, yeah. I, I offer, you know, it, it's $55 for an hour and a half session. Plus, I do give 10% discounts for different groups. So, you know, people can always inquire about that. But, you know, once you are in there, now you're not submerged. So the upper third of your body, if not maybe um, almost upper half, is above the water so you're experiencing zero gravity while you're floating the epsom salts are going to work the whole time as they would on a person's feet they are pulling and detoxifying your whole being all at once and this is the feeling when people come out of the room i can you imagine i experience up to three or four times a day on a busy day people come out of their private room okay after their shower smelling like dr bronner is just so (laughs) fresh like a baby and i see them and they're speechless. Mm-hmm. They're so relaxed that they're not tired, okay? Even though an hour of sleep in here, if you fall asleep, which is a good thing to do, is equivalent to four hours, what I call on dry land or on a mattress. Right. I, I said that to my wife the first time. She said, oh, no, I can't do that because I won't be able to sleep tonight. I said, well, honey, no, it's, I know I said that, but this is the equivalent of rest that you receive. So right. you sleep for an hour in here in the tank, and you really feel like you slept for four hours, but it doesn't not disrupt your sleep that night. On the contrary, um, oh man, the other night, after well, two days ago I had my float, that night, oh man, I was out. I woke up so refreshed. Now we use essential oils right. as well before we go to in, sleep. In the water? Oh, no, 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 oh, not in the water, okay, but yeah. at night before I go to sleep. Sure. And that really helps too, but wow, man, I'll even, I'll even do some kava kava draw essential oils before I, I go to sleep sometimes if okay. I really want to knock out. But there's something about this tank right here that just relaxes you and it carries on through the day. I know you've done it before. I don't know about your first experience, but how long ago was that? It was, so I heard about the tanks through, you know, a lot of people do. It was probably through Joe Rogan's podcast. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those guys are all talking about it. He was one of the first podcasts that I came to listen to um, and kind of the inspiration for starting a podcast in general. But I heard about it, and I guess I was one of those adventurous types that you talked about where I heard about it and then immediately said, like, all right, this is something I got to do. And I started looking for places. And at the time, there was... 
the Float Lab down in Venice, which is like the big one that he always talks about. And then I fe- the only one that was closer was there's a spa called uh, Alchemy in Santa Barbara, and they have one of the little pod ones. It, it looks like an egg. Well, you know what's funny? I, I think they're called the, the pod. I couldn't find them. Really? Yeah, and I think that... The, it might not be around anymore. I know that they weren't really selling it out. They I, were not, no. I called, and they're like, oh, we're the first... You're the first call we've got about this in a week. And I'm like, really? You guys want to have people lining up to jump in this thing? There and, wasn't an in Santa Barbara? Yeah. And it wasn't on their website. I couldn't find I it. So that's why I felt like, yeah. you know... Maybe they don't have it anymore. Well, you know, I, I had worked for Edison. Um, I don't know if I can right. say that, but I mean, it's not a plug because you're not getting paid by them. <laughs> but mm-hmm. no, but I was there for almost or 20 anyone. years. <laughs> or anyone, yeah. <laughs> I was there for almost 20 years. Yeah. And uh, without getting that that long story, um, even about the exit, but they were basically letting people know that something happens about every seven years there, okay. which I think it's a corporate template. And it just happens. They start okay. laying people off and they right. restructure and they do that sure, back yeah. and forth. Trim the fat and grow and trim the fat and grow. And kind well, of... I wasn't real fat, but... <laughs> well, that's not what I'm saying, but you I know, know what I, know. I mean. No, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just a cycle. You know, it's a cycle. Exactly. Kind of like burning that forest the way they see it, I guess. Sure. And they knew, they needed new sprouts, you know, so... I had not been real uh, happy, and it was not the, the company was great. I had a lot of experience there, but I was at the same time I was going through my spiritual stuff yeah. and cleaning the table. And they offered me a severance package. And long story short, I, I took it. Yeah. And it was a lot better because this was a voluntary round, and they were kind of enticing people. Hey, if you go now, you get this big bag. Yeah. If and you, that was just the thing you've been waiting for. It is know. the thing I've been waiting for. Yeah. yeah. And so. Um, a good part of that, well, for the first two years, I couldn't figure out what I was going to do. Right. I didn't want a job. Yeah. Didn't want to go to work. Right. You know, in the sense of working. And I hate to say it, but get back to the social media thing. I didn't want to get used to a whole bunch of new characters and personalities. And, you know, the, the okay, so the good side is I might have made some really good friends. Right. Which would have been, you know, of course, that would happen. But I just felt like I just jumped ship. Right. Do I want to go? Just got out of something. Do I really want to dive back into something that I don't know if it's my true place? Right. And yeah. then I saw the shore. Yeah. But the shore was a different shore for me. Totally different. And I said, you know, like, let me try that for a while. Yeah. But I didn't know what that was. So like I said, I had the importing uh, from China, which I'm, I'm still doing here and there. But right. now their stock, stock market's not so good and shipping costs are killing me. And, yeah. you, you know, a whole, that's a whole other thing. So after about two years, I decided, you know, yeah, it's time. you got to do something. Yeah. And I, I need to do something. And you had been floating during your time at Edison? No. Or that came after? That came after. Yeah. So how you heard about it through the podcast you sent? Well, no, actually, actually, oh, okay. actually, okay, when I left Edison, they offered me educational reimbursement. Ah, that was part of the package. Okay, cool. Okay. And then I thought, you know, hey, I've been working since I was 12. But on the books, since 16, I've been paying into this unemployment insurance. Yeah. Let and me I started collecting. Well, I started doing the, yeah, and I started doing the math on you know I've got about forty grand in there. Well, it doesn't really work that way <laughs> because you don't keep drawing until you get all your money back. Right. You know. So after about it, I think I was on there for about nine months, and then boom, 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 just all the doors just slammed. It's over. Right. Okay, so that that was done, but I still had the chance for school. I wanted to be an herbologist. Okay. Just really. Part of my journey, I guess, I thought, you know, that's the way to go. I really believe in that and being natural and totally against pharmaceutical this and pharmaceutical that and synthetics. So I said, well, there must be, there was a a list. And for me to get uh, insurance, because this actually happened while I was getting unemployment. I said, well, I still need that money. And so 
you go on the site and they say these are approved courses. Yeah. Well, I couldn't find herbology on there. I did find massage and somatics therapies at the Kali Institute here in Ventura. Right. So I thought I'd go in there and ask them, do you guys offer herbology here? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. But Nancy, who was the owner at the time, is very dynamic. And I left without intending to ever get into massage therapy. I left as a student that day. <laughs> More books than I can carry, lotions, yeah. mats, you know, everything. that, And I just started, I called my uh, my girlfriend, who was basically my fiancé fiance at the time, my mom. I mean, we're really close, our family. So everyone gets calls from me when I'm excited, right? Right. I'm like what? Yeah. You did what? <laughs> but then everyone, yeah, and the reaction was smiles and like, wow, this guy's crazy. He's always doing something, but he always, you know, I always take care of what I have to take care of. Sure. So I think that's what my wife, my wife really likes about me too. So, yeah, I went to school there, and uh, never had the intention of doing it for a living. Right. So I got my certification, but never licensure because. Um, I knew that I wouldn't be making money. And if I right. if I did it for anyone publicly besides my wife or family, I was going to pretty much donate my time. Right. If I just heard about um, elderly or I really didn't matter the age, but I think I have a soft spot for, you know, younger people and elderly that pretty much don't have anyone looking out for them. Right. And so I thought, you know, I, I could do that. Work on someone's arm or their leg or whatever it may be. Sure. And, but then I thought, wow, with the herbology, I can mix oils and tinctures and really mix that with lotion and really get in there and help people. Yeah. And I saw that happening uh, for myself and other students in the student clinic. We, you'd see people coming in, um, you know, bent over with a, a cane, and then they get off the table and they don't need the cane. I haven't felt this. I can walk upstairs yeah. to my apartment without pain. And man, that's the greatest. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. You know, it just makes you it's just really, really a good feeling. So while we were in class one night, Nancy, who's from the East Coast, was talking about Watsu and, um, and you know, different, different modalities or, you know, within uh, craniosacral, myofascial release, all these different things that were options that we could get into. Asian studies, stone healing. Within that was flotation. I had no idea. I, I was thinking of David Blaine on a street somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know, and I thought, I always wanted to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. But how do you mix that with massage? Am I going to do it with my toes or yeah. you know, <laughs> standing up, floating over someone? But I want to do that. And so she described the experience. And I leaned over to a friend of mine and I said, do you, what the hell, what, what, what's going on? Like, what is this? And she knew a little bit about it. Yeah. I, I jotted down the note. I went home. I was home by, I think, by 9 o'clock and on the internet, probably till 1 or 2 in the morning. Sure. Video after video. And I think Joe Rogan probably was, because I was already a fan. Right. But if he, he had ever talked about it, I didn't know what it was. He's got some videos of him talking about it, too. I, yeah. In his house, I think there's a video of him, like, showing his basement. Yeah, because he used to have a Samadhi tank. I think he's got exactly. a different one now. Yeah. yeah, I think Crash hooked him up with some some big crazy setup. Well, see, Joe Rogan's worth over $40 million right. now, so he can yeah. have what he wants. Yeah, he can. <laughs> so I saw these videos. <laughs> And I decided to start floating. Yeah. So no idea yet of that. I'm going to do this for a living or open a float center. So I started floating. My first experience was, I'm not going to say it wasn't that great, but I left there like, eh, it's all right. I tried it, but right. yeah, it felt good. I, the, benef- the, the physical benefits were great. Therapeutically, it was great. Sure. But what happened was I had watched all these videos for a few months. And Joe Rogan's talking about, 
the mind and traveling and working things out and peeling the layers of like an onion, peeling them away and, yep. you know, and then you know, all this. And I thought, well, I need that. I need to go get that because right now I'm, I need to find what am I going to do with my life and where am I going to work and all this stuff without working. How am I going to generate an income? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I went and about an hour, it was an hour and a half session, about an hour through there I thought, in, into the session, I thought, eh, it's okay. I'm ready to get out. But I stayed in there. Right. But I'm just kind of like looking around in the darkness of the tank like, okay, almost like, okay, you can come get me now, you know. And I left feeling, yeah, it was okay. And for whatever reason, I went back about a month later. I tried it again. But this time, because I got to thinking about it. This time I said, I'm just going to go in there. I'm not going to do, forget the mind stuff. And, you know, I'm, right. no expectations. Just go in there and just let go. It's the biggest thing. Not yeah. trying to make something happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like I tell people, the only intention is no intention at all. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest thing you can do. You just get in there. You lay down. You don't want to know how long I've been in here. What time is it right now? Yep. When I leave here, I've got to go there. I've got to, the same thing I tell people, this is your time. You have two hours here. Um, on the waiver, I asked for them to put a contact. Act of God, a tsunami, a earthquake. I just need to know, you know, right. your car, trees on your car. Who do we call? You know, right. this kind of thing. And so, yeah, so my experience was not that great. It went back the second time and it was better. And it kept getting better every time I yeah. went. And during one of these floats, I can't say I had epiphany or experience, but I saw everything from my orientation room, at least the colors mm-hmm. and the, the design, the way I wanted it. And then I saw the float room, the design and the layout. And so I don't believe in coincidences. I really don't. And I do take signs. I've had some really good experiences and I, I just, I know what to trust. And my intuition has been my best friend. Right. That deja vu, which I can, for a while, I was controlling it for a while and staying in it up to a minute. Right. Which is crazy to me because deja vu is usually a flash. Right. But I was getting in it sometimes and really, really in it like, okay, here we are. I know I've never been here. I know I've never been here yet. I know what's going to happen next. And I just know that on some other plane or wherever I was at, man, I was there. Yeah. It was so comfortable, so cool. So I got that sign, and uh, on the way home, it just really started clicking, like, that's what you got to do. So I got home. I made it home. Got online. Back. I actually didn't go to the same videos that I've been watching about experiences. Right. I started looking for tanks. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is this going to cost? Right. Which one? And I thought I was going to get the pod, the egg-shaped, the isopod. Right. Okay, you isopod, mentioned. that's what it's called. Isopod. They're over in Great Britain. Yeah. So there's logistics of getting that guy over here. Sure. And then, through the course of me searching around, I found um, Mr. Glenn Perry and his wife, Lee Perry, right. up in Grass Valley. They had the Samadhi tank. And I, I feel like we just clicked. We had these really cool conversations, and they were telling me things like, you know, you're, no one's ever come at us like this. And just, my, I guess it was my energy. And I just feel like we, I just really like them a lot. And I guess they remind me of, uh, you know, uh, grandfatherly maybe, you know, just really nice, genuine. They're real. This is their life. They're really into it. Yeah. What just so happens that Glenn Perry is the one that designed the Samadhi tank. Uh, Okay. Dr. John Lilly. Right. Okay. You know about John Lilly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for those that don't, John Lilly, without getting into the whole history, basically is the one that um, researched um, and tried 
And the word invented is tough for me to use for anything. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so he's basically the father of all this. Right. Okay. Pretty brilliant dude. And for more than just a tank. Yeah. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot more. That's another podcast. So I decided that, well, I had to make a decision. You go for the, the beautiful spa looking pod. Right. And it's not to say that the Samadhi tank is not as beautiful as a pod, but it's just a different look. Mm-hmm. And the the pod is more spa looking, I guess. A little bit, yeah. You know. Yeah. Different light variations that you can well, have inside. It, yeah, it is kind of neat. There's there's color changing lights and the way it opens and the door hangs open for mm-hmm. you and it's very curved and sexy looking. You right, know, right. It looks very much like it would fit in a day spa. I kind of felt like, yeah, and I kind of felt like, well, and it's a pod of egg, almost like, well, we're mammals, but embryo type thing. Right, yeah. But then I thought, I started thinking, well, do I want lights in there? I and mean, it's pretty to get in. Yeah. Whatever, okay. Though. Yeah. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to be a purist. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the original. Yeah. Which is functional. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. And I did call, I spoke to Crash, had a couple conversations with him down at Float Lab. Right. And I just couldn't afford what he was talking about yeah. just, just to start talking, you know. Sure. And nothing against him. He has a beautiful, I mean, mega units, which is great, you right. know. Um, it just didn't, once again, it wasn't my fit. Right. I, I just couldn't afford it. doesn't fit time. your space and doesn't fit your budget. Well, the budget was first. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> you know, no, really. That's true. I guess there's not even a space yet. Yeah, no, there was researching it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even, you know, it, it wasn't going to work. So it just turned out that, like I said, if I could learn martial arts, I want to go to Bruce Lee. Right. Or... Uh, you know, Bodhidharma way back. I want to go to the Shaolin Temple and learn right. if I have a choice. Sure. To me, the Samadhi is the Shaolin Temple. Yeah. Okay. That's really, to me, um, it's the SS flotation device. Yeah. You know, it's the original. And I, it is. I have a lot, I, I do, I am a very loyal um, and traditional type person. And I thought, I want to be a part of that, the original. Yeah. And I want to help them, these nice people, carry this on with the new new energy, a different Absolutely. different person, different different energy behind it. And so, yeah, it, it came it came in pieces, and it was intimidating because I'm like, oh my god, I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> I've never. It comes in panels, and you have to it put does. it together. Yeah, yeah, it comes in panels exactly, and a rubber lining, and then there's so much to learn. And I was I was learning as I was going along. Yeah, you know, it's like a baby, um, in a sprint, dash marathon. Yeah, this baby's only walking barely. Yep. stumbling around that's what i was doing that's the best way to do it though because then you're invested in every step of the process and you know it's something that you truly want to be doing if you're willing to not only invest the time that it takes to do it but invest the time it takes to learn how to do it mm-hmm. first you know you're really passionate for whatever this is there was a book or there is a book it's called do the work now it's not the work by byron katie but it's called do the work by steve pressman yeah and Stephen Pressfield. I'm sorry. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you very much. I've read yes. it. Yeah. Oh, you, okay. You know I it. I have. Yeah. I've read his other stuff too. It's he, kind of a funky, easy yeah. read, right? I he mean, wrote it's a little, uh, small book. Um, the War of Art. There you go. And Do the Work is the next one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was reading that to quell my fears. Yeah. And to give myself some confidence. It's um, good. Yeah. I just, I found it. It's I, very much a manifesto. It's a good book. Right. It's, it's funky. It's quick too. It's like a hundred pages and you just like. Ugh. I probably read it. Well, about three times by now. Yeah. And it's one of those books. It's almost yeah, it's a pocket a weekend book. kind of book. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very fast, very funky reading, um, but it's to the point, which I like. Yep. And uh, it helped me just to say, you know, just do it. I mean, we were saying, to be honest with you, I'm 50 years old. I graduated in 1983. Yeah. But in high school, we were saying, just do it. 
way before Nike ever. <laughs> I we used to joke about that, like, yeah. hey, where are where are our royalties? We, but I've always had that in me. I've always had that thought anyway. I've always had the fear to go along beside. The fear is always a companion, but I like to turn that fear into energy. Yes. And redirect it. Okay. Do the work allowed me to to perform that, and and it, it really helped. Um, there were people, of course, as well. My mom, right? My mom and I we're such good friends that sometimes we don't get along, you know, because like friends in the same same way. Right. But most of the time we do, and she's a very loving person there for me. My wife is pretty much uplifting to where if I feel like I'm falling over, she's right there holding me up. Mm-hmm. It's great. You know, my son, my grandsons, you know, there's just, I'm just surrounded by people who don't question or, you know, if they were to tell me, are you sure about this? Then I know there's a reason. They're seeing something I'm not. I'm rushing in too fast. Right. Sure. You Are you okay? Are you, are you sure? But they really don't do that. Right. They trust me. And of course I fall. Sure. But guess who's there to pick me up? Yeah. And they only pick me up because they know that once we get him up, we know that we can, you know, move him along, get him, you know, get him started again. Right. But, uh, you know, you learn from falling, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you learn how to get back up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've had a lot of help with doing because after, you know, you, you work for a corporation or, or any, uh, um, any business, any company for almost 20 years, you get used to that paycheck every two weeks, all mm-hmm. right? And the, the benefits and all this. And it's scary to leave. I had people in the hallways, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You can't leave. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I honestly, I said, I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm so happy right now. I feel, mm-hmm. it feels great. Yeah. It feels great. It does feel I've great. I've got wings, dude. I've got wings. And guess what? I was never using them. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to use them because I'm getting kicked out from the nest on the top perch. Yeah. And I'm gliding, man. I'm yeah. gliding, and actually, I'm floating <laughs> yeah. know, every day. It's so true. You know, I uh, it's it's funny we're talking about this. I was just writing something kind of similar to this yesterday, um, and uh, heard a speaker this weekend. I was I was at a conference this weekend that was pretty cool, and heard a speaker that uh, wrote a book called Start, and it's just about getting moving. And you know, it's like you can't create that momentum until you take that first step. And most people, before they take off on a journey, all that you can possibly feel before moving is uncertainty of what's to come. And that uncertainty of what's to come doesn't go away. But once you start moving, the empowerment and the peace that comes from moving towards something you know you're supposed to be moving towards totally outweighs the uncertainty. And you can't possibly know that until you start moving. You know, it's like you... The universe, whatever you want to call it, people around us have a way of pushing you in the direction that you're supposed to be moving, but you have to already be moving for them to redirect course. If you're just stationary, you know, it's like you have to, you have to open up your sails to let the wind push you where you're supposed to go. Exactly. I like that. And you know what? Not to get too far off track here, but, um, and this is actually, I don't know, you just reminded me of something here. And I always felt like, some people don't believe this. I, I do. I do believe that. Of course, I believe there's good in the world. There's yeah. the light. And I differ with people, which is fine, but I feel like there is evil in the world. I feel like there is a dark side. And it's probably an energy and emotions that I think energies do build. And you have good, positive energy. And I think that negative energy can build. Yes. And I think either one, you can fall into either one. And as you were saying, once you get moving, and if you are, if, and I believe in intentions are everything, man. Yeah. Whatever the intent, whatever your intentions are, that's what 
that's the way you're going to go, right? And I felt, for me, I just felt like since I left and took the choice to leave the corporation, which I thought was a ceiling over my head, I thought I was good with making X amount of dollars, two paychecks a month. Right. And a lot of people see that, no, that's security. I see it as a ceiling that's keeping you from going through the roof. Right. And now there, there's no roof and the sky is open. Right. It's a wonderful feeling, man. But I felt like, well, I was never stressed. Never, I mean, bad days for whatever other reason. Sure. But I was never stressed over my situation. And I just kept thinking, feel the dreams, man. If I build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. And of Absolutely. course, I'm just, I've just been open a couple months. So they're trickling in, but they're coming. Yeah. And I just feel like that. I feel like with the right intention, you know, go with the light. Um, you're right. There's a wind that will pick you up and lift you and carry you. Mm-hmm. And there's times I do feel like that leaf in the wind, which I don't know where I'm going to land. Right. But that it's it's the ride. It's that it's, it's the that, ride. And there's just, the ride, there's just an underlying sense that you're going where you're supposed to be going. Right. Yeah. And I do. I do. There's feel some that faith in that. But if you have the right intentions, though, right. What did you do wrong? Yeah. I mean, if you didn't try, like you say, you just sat there, right. but you had intentions. You only had an intention. So your intention never took off. Right. The real intention was that you're just going to sit there. Right. You just weren't honest about that, really. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get moving into the right wind, mm-hmm. hey, man, I mean, there's, it's limitless. It can just, oh, it's, just, it's amazing. Yeah. And that's not religion, man. No. That's not, I don't even think it's spiritual. I just think it's something that we have. And it's just, you don't have to be spiritual. You know, there's no, it doesn't mean that at all. It's, it's just, functional. It's just the way to go. be most happy. In it's your functional. Life. I like it that. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy too. Yeah. Scary. Scary. Times. Yeah. But don't be afraid. Yeah. And it's, it's so easy to see how people don't take those kind of leaps. You know, it's like you said, you, you found a job and you're comfortable. You weren't really stressed. I mean, basically stuff is good. You know, and, and comfort's not a bad thing, but it can lead to being complacent. And then when you yes. get complacent, it starts to drift into other areas of your life. And you just have this deep sense of discontent. You know? I, yeah. And when that grows strong enough, that's that's when you got to take that leap. Yeah, you know, you know and not to be a, a fuddy-duddy, or maybe I am, but, you know, old school. Like I said, I'm, I'm 50 years old. It's a different generation now. But I found for me that I love, I love movies and TV. Okay? Yeah. Um, I have, I love Netflix, I love HBO, I, and I'm not going to go down the list, but a lot of the same shows that a lot of people love, right? And, but I have noticed where I have patterns that that's the worst thing for me. As far as now, I can apportion myself, you know, um, Sundays, sure. you know, Game of Thrones, oh, yeah. or whether it was Breaking Bad, whatever it was, but limit and, I mean, basically make a calendar. Right. Other time, you go for a walk, you write, you... You know, um, spend time with the dog, whatever you're going to do, or you do nothing, Mm -hmm. go to the gym, whatever it is. And some people say, well, I don't like doing any of those things that you said. Well, that's okay. I'm not saying you have to. Find the things that you do like. Yeah, Yeah, there's got to be something else, you know, and you need to search. Well, it's just like you said, feeding yourself exactly what you need. So in that moment, if you just feel like watching a couple of shows, fine. But uh, it is is easy to let that pattern develop and you just fall into it without really, without any sort of intention, you know. I'm I'm a regular guy and... You know, years ago, there was times where I was a bachelor until recently, never been married ever until, um, you know, about a year and a half ago. And there was times where I didn't have any responsibilities. I would get off work, say 3, 3.30, I would head home, turn on Sports Center to see what happened during the day. Of course, nothing happened that I missed out on. It's right. just, it's, it's a loop. Um, you know, 
but plant myself there for a minute. Uh, maybe take the dog for a walk, but ultimately I'd end up back in front of the TV like, oh, it's that time, so this is going to be on. And then that turns into something else. Before you know it's 11 o'clock, I'm in front of the TV for six hours, mm-hmm. and it was getting to be a pattern day after day after day after day, and maybe more on the weekends. Yeah. And it was bad, and I feel horrible after that. Not guilty, but right. physically horrible. <laughs> and my mind is physically horrible. Yeah. And it's amazing how I limit myself now, and I feel like I still don't have enough time to get all the things done that I want, not that I need to, well, that too, but that I want to get done. Right. Whether it's writing, whether it's listening to a good podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and preparing, preparing food the next day. Well, you know, I better uh, download this podcast because I want to hear this while I'm in the car. Right. On my way to work or running errands, whatever it's got to be. Right. So you can still enjoy entertainment. Make sure you're active, though. Make sure it's on the go. Right. You know, because um, I do. I love podcasts, too. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing. There's a lot of good ones out there. There are. But, uh yeah, it's just something that you have to stay in motion. You know, you have to stay in motion and keep doing something. But I don't judge people and I don't think, oh, that guy, he's not doing anything. And I'm so much better than, it's not even that. Nope. It's getting back to that selfish thing. I've got to do yeah. this for myself. I know. Yeah, and that's the funny thing too is that uh, you almost can't even talk about it because it's not something that you can show it to people. Like they, they have to find it or feel it for themselves. Yeah. So it's like when you talk about like, oh, I don't really watch TV or I don't really do that. It's like... It comes off as like on, on some high horse, and it's like yeah. no, no, no. I just, I just have enough insight into myself that I know that's not the best thing for me, and it has nothing to do with anything outside of that. That's why I start that topic yeah. with you know, I'm just like everyone else, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for me. I, that you know, when you love something, whether it's TV or alcohol or I mean, really anything that uh, internet, whatever it is. I mean. You can name a lot of things, and it's just probably apples. I don't care whatever it is. It's probably too much. I mean, after a while, you can oh, yeah. overdose on anything. Anything. So balance is the key. Yeah. Whatever you're talking about. So TV, it is good. And now, if, if you want to watch TV for hours, maybe an elliptical, maybe yeah. calisthenics. I mean, yoga. Sure. Yeah. And then I try to it. sit on the floor and stretch. There you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And luckily for me, I get to float every day. Now mm-hmm. the downside is that when it gets busy. You know, yeah. So I know there's a double-sided, uh, yeah. you know. All your floats will be coming at midnight or something. <laughs> really? You know, I know, really. Yeah. Or, I, you know, I, I, have to, I have to get out of bed early. We wake up at 5.30 in the morning. <clears throat> I don't open until 9. Right. So what I need to do is actually say, okay, Tuesdays, whatever. And actually, Wednesdays, I won't be, I'm, I'm shutting the center down for on Wednesdays for a while. Uh, cool. Yeah, only for time for me. Sure. Once again, you know, time for me. And I apologize to anyone out there who only has Wednesdays. But guess what? I feel like I'm a highly reasonable guy. If Justin calls me, you call me, and you say, you know, Wednesday's my only time, bro. I really need to do it. And okay, I'll meet you. Yeah. I got another, you know, I got the rest of the day. It's sure. not, you know, so I will do that for people. Right. I will do that for people. Um, I would I would just say that uh, floating is something that, uh, for me, um, now that I've been doing it for a while, like I said before, I just know when I, I can feel when I haven't done it. And I probably, I have close to 60 floats under my belt now. Yeah. Um, since I have the tank, I'm just counting those. So that's been sure. two months, you know. So I've gotten a, a lot. Um, but I still haven't had that Joe Rogan experience. Right. And that's okay because it'll happen when it happens. If it never happens, that's fine. I'm still yeah. getting it. But that's what I, I well, hope. You're getting it, what you need. I'm getting every, what I need. Every time you go in, you're getting what you need. Yeah. But people that haven't tried it, sometimes I think they're intimidated thinking that, or they'll ruin their experience by thinking that that has to happen. Yeah. When it really doesn't have to happen. I mean, 
you know, everything to me, just keep it natural. Yeah. And don't, you know, I'm, I'm not a Christian. Okay. I was raised Catholic, but right now I'm, I don't know what I am. Sure. You know, I'm just, I'm still figuring everything out. Yeah. I don't know if I'm anything. Um, but there was a book that I read way back, probably about almost 10 years ago. And it was called A Purpose Driven Life. And I won't quote the author. I'll mess screw up the author's name again. I'm not always good with authors, yeah. only the content. But in this book, it's another uh, short form book. So every, every chapter is, you know, about a page long. And then at the end of the chapter, you're asked to perform um, a task related to that. And chapter one, the very first thing, I think it was probably the first sentence, it says, get out of God's way. Now, whether God is the universe or God is Jesus or, you know, whatever, however you, however uh, you like to look at it. But I took that, get out of God's way. And I thought, you know, that I want to be natural. I want to just kind of go with my intuition, go with what feels right. Quit trying to control everything so much, you know, quit trying to have this plan and stick to it no matter what. Intuition, man, and your feeling, I can't say enough about it. But just whatever that means to other people, get out of God's way. It could mean, you know, I'm not giving the only definition to it, the pure definition. But I'll never forget that. Get out of God's way. And it's helped me. It's really helped me to, once again, we keep coming back to this, but feeding myself what I need, when I need it, and not pushing it, you know, Mm -hmm. being as natural as I can. But I'm not pretentious. I'm not better than anyone. I'm not at a higher Man, I'm just a regular dude, man. I'm just a regular guy like anyone else. So anyone that feels like you have to be spiritual or you have to be in a certain place to float, yeah. even just to try it, there's couldn't be farther from the truth. There's it just can't it's nothing. I'd say the majority of people aren't spiritual or right. metaphysical or it's just a, it's so easy. It's just a big tank, yeah. you know, with yeah. constant even temperature. Even if it's just a nice half an hour that you sit back and just relax, and it's the first time that you've taken to like pause and be quiet for, for the first time in months, you know, just that in itself is so powerful. It's so simple. Uh, yeah. But until Absolutely. you try it, that's why I use the uh, foot bath, something relatable to people. Right. But the powers of Epsom yeah, salts. It's like that magnified. Magnified. Yeah. yeah. But it's just powerful and it's natural. Right. And I think there are a lot of people, I, I think it's, it's shifting and it's, it's coming back to that now. I was sitting not that long ago in a, uh, in an aromatherapy, like an educational circle talking about essential oils and aromatherapy. And about halfway through it, I raised my hand and I said, you know, I can't believe we're sitting here listening to this right now. And everyone kind of looked at me like, oh, but yeah. what's this guy like, talking about? Why doesn't about? everyone know this? Well, no, but they're looking at me, I think at first kind of like, What's wrong with this guy? This is great. Yeah. But my point was, I can't believe we're all sitting here today, 2015, listening and learning about essential oils and a natural way of healing. And my point was, this is what our ancestors did. At some point, we were disconnected mm-hmm. to the point where, take these, take this pill and call me in the morning. Or now, don't call me. You know, just take these pills, right. unlimited refills, whatever, you know self-medicate on synthetic drugs right and my point like i said was just i can't believe we're sitting here what happened you know what happened we've been cheated we've been lied to all this stuff has been available all this time so to me to be a part of the wellness community just a part of it i feel like like i said before this isn't samadhi tank or any tank any flotation device is not a magic tool okay it's not a magic vessel but 
I feel that it is a, an important spoke in the wheel of life. Right. And all those spokes, you know, you, you add them one at a time. You don't need to start off, you know, sure. going crazy. You add them and actually subtract. My first thing was no drive-thrus. I just made that rule. Yeah. And I was in a bind every now and then out of town. But you figure it out. You don't starve. I'm here. <laughs> you know, you yeah. figure it out. Yeah. You start eating cleaner. Yeah. Just say no sodas. Boom. And if you have to start with saying, do you have a substitute for fries? Yeah, I'm getting the burger and the soda. By the way, no diet soda. That's a, You know that, right? Oh, yeah. we, I mean, we know that. That's You see people uh, ordering, you know, triple cheeseburger, chili fries, and but I'm going to die. Give me a Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we won't even get into that right now. It's another yeah. podcast. You know, you can speak with someone with more experience on that. But, <laughs> but you know, there are there are alternatives. But I would say avoid drive throughs And I would say prepare, plan better. Mm-hmm. It's really not that hard. It's no, just it's new. Not. And I, I think that's the best thing to do. You just, you, you plan better. But like I said, this is just a, a spoke in the wheel. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, they haven't tried it yet. Yeah. And I don't. I tell them I don't sell this thing. I don't sell people to do it. I don't sell you on it. People that need it find it, you know. Absolutely. Um, people try it. Some people stick with it. Some don't. But I, the, the most common, you know, the most common effect that people get is just undeniable relaxation. Yep. That they just have never experienced anywhere else. You can't yeah. stand in line at Magic Mountain or Disneyland again on this. And I mean, you probably should, but yeah, you know, but. No, it's awesome, man. Maybe one day there'll be a Samadhi Park. You know? Yeah. It'll just be different things. That'd be cool. You know, we'll have Dr. Yeah. Bronner sponsor it. And, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you know, you're bringing something to Ventura that uh, it really needs. You know, there is a community of people here that are that are tuned into this, this whole way of thinking. And, you know, there's a great kind of yoga, spiritual, wellness, whatever you want to call it, community. People that are tapped into this way of thinking. And it exists here, you know, it's not huge, it's not like it is in LA or something, um, but it's here and this is something that uh, I think once the word gets out, um, you're going to have people, you know, lining up to get in. I hope so. I mean, I think the next Ventura Float Center will actually be in Ojai. Yeah. Or anyone out there, I mean, you know, really, I'm encouraging people, I want to see more float centers, I don't want to be the only guy. Yeah. You know, I, I liken it to the, to the tanning beds back in the day and someone said, told me, well, I'm going to go to this tanning bed, what is that? Well, it's this, you know, device where uh, it has a hinge, uh, uh, a door, and you lay inside, and you close the door on top of yourself, and there's these fluorescent light bulbs, and you get a tan. You get skin color. What are you, nuts? Yeah. <laughs> you go, what are you going to, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> we live in California, you know, by the beach. I mean, you're going to, well, but in the wintertime, oh, that's crazy. But not to put that industry down, but what I'm saying is, I that's how, in a way, I feel like flotation, yeah. the resurgence of it is where it's at now is that it's still a little bit on the fringe. Um, and I feel like it'll take some education, but I do want to see more float centers in Ventura County. I Absolutely. do. I do. I, I believe in building uh, the category, not just the brand, yeah. the brand being Ventura Float Center. Right. No, the category. Yeah. You know, let's let's get this out there and get more people. And so I I tell people, you know, you want to start one? Come to me. I will show you. I made all the mistakes already. Right. I can show you who to call, what you want. I know where to go. I can I can help you. Yeah. You know, dealing with everything, and let's get some more. So, I'll, actually, I have a uh, a client. His name is uh, his name's Joe. I can say that. And Joe is um, into massage therapy, and he has plans of hopefully one day starting one yeah. in uh, or you know incorporating one to what he already does in Ojai, and I think that would be great. Yeah. And maybe we can do something together. I don't know. Yeah. That way, I can stay in Ventura, and he can. 
run that one up there. But you know, we were in uh, Myers Oaks the other day. Yeah. Had no plug here, but Papa Lennon's, which was great. Yeah. And we're sitting there, dog friendly. So we had our dog with us, and we're sitting there, and I look at my wife, and I'm saying, "Geez," I said, "This is, <laughs> these are my people." Yeah. She goes, "Yeah." She goes, "You need to." We need to get one up here too. Yeah. And it's not just the money thing because there's no money in this, man. Yeah. I'm telling people you should get into this, but at the same time I'm saying there's no money in it. But look, yeah. I'm doing fine, but I'm just saying off one tank, there's really no, you can do the math. You can have only so many floats per day, right? so many per month at X amount of dollars. And you get a certain amount, but it's not, it's not there yet. But I think that if someone, if people get into this and open float centers with that idea, like for myself, I know that I'm two months old. Right. You know, I'm not, I tell people, well, I'm going to give it a year. I'm not giving it a year to close the doors. I'm giving it a year to give it a chance and then reevaluate and see what I need to do. But yeah, there's got to be people out there that want to do this and get started. And people that probably have um, resources that even retired people that can, sure. you know, it's a great thing to do. It's, yeah. and the best thing about it, you get to float as often as you <laughs> want, you know? Yeah. That's the, to me, it's, it's really, really cool. And I get to come here and meet, I'm exposed to, so many cool can you imagine the people that come in here oh i know and the people that they live i always tell crystal the same thing it's like you are so blessed because you get to deal with people at their absolute best yes they're so excited to come see you and when they leave they're like so blissed out this <laughs> you is what know we're... and that's what you're surrounded by yeah. all day every day and don't we become we become our environments yeah or or the, or the circles that we're in i know and i'm telling you man that when that door opens and i smell you know i i smell the fresh the fresh air coming out and I'm adding actually lavender. Uh, I actually ordered yesterday some diffuser. So I'm adding lavender in here and the orientation room to perpetuate and continue that calming state. Yeah. It's, I guess if my goal. And set it off when people first walk in the door before they even get in. The well, it'll be in the orientation room. Right. So yeah. when you get in there. Yeah. You're already getting into yeah. that zone. Yeah. Two separate rooms. And then when you get out of the tank, you get some more of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess you could really say if my goal of course, be successful, but what is success? Well, success would be really, how should I put this? I'm sending people out in the world in this calm, relaxed, blissful state. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to do my part one person at a time, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. So, and that changes the world, you know? I mean, you've changed that person's life or at least their day. Sure. And if they go out and have positive interactions all day, then they're changing those people's days and it just grows from there. Exactly. You know, so it's like you're, you're, you're a small little piece of it, but it really can have a bigger a bigger benefit. I believe that. Yeah. I, I really do. So do I, I mean, the same way that this little this little puppy right here can do that. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's all energy, man. It's all Absolutely. energy and vibration and you know, I know too there's a lot of people that get it. I know there's still a segment that think that's kinda of woohoo or oh they're hippies and that's not but um it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people think. It matters it matters what type of energy and vibration is getting out there. I mean yeah. you, you can't stop it. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully it'll, it'll come around, yeah. it'll come around, but the whole thing is not about money. Yeah. You do the right thing. And I feel like, you know, there's some people that question, oh, you, that's not smart for business and you shouldn't give so many comps out and you shouldn't do this and shouldn't, but I think, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I think is right mm -hmm. and it's going to work out. Yeah. It's going to work out. You know, well, I the just, best I, thing that you can do is get people floating. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why you're into this in the first place, you know, and exactly. you can't, you can't please everyone. You can't reach everyone. But what you want to do is please the people that are going to come to you and yep. uh, they're going to spread the word. And, uh, you know, you have to connect with the people that you're going to connect with. And just, and, now, and I think about consider there. the rest. Oh, and yeah, because here the 
I, I do have to prioritize as far as what's important. I mean, I, I, I'm conscious of the way this place is run. And of course the tank is here. So tank aside, we know they're coming for the tank, but security, as far as you being in your own privately locked room with the shower and the tank, your room, not mine. I mean, when you're here, yeah. it's yours. Um, comfort, security, and cleanliness. Sanitary, clean. I mean, it's so important. It's yeah. an experience, you know. It is. It's a total experience because what are we doing? We're, we're not just getting into a tank and having, you know, getting a detox and floating. And Really, what we're doing is we're getting away from the concrete and the horns and the phone and, you know, traffic. I mean, everything. Yeah. Decision making. Constantly making decisions when we're out in the world. It's just, we have to, right? It's the way it is. Unless right. you live, you know, off the grid. Right. But constantly making decisions. You come in here, there's no decisions. Mm-hmm. You just lay down. You just float. Zero gravity. Yeah. No, no stress on, I like to say, from your nose to your toes. There's no stress. You just lay there and really, if, if you do it right, you're doing nothing at all. Right. And that's, that's really what it's all about. That's you know? true. Just getting away and relaxing, which we, I ask people, what are you going to do this week? Oh, I'm going to relax. Oh, yeah, what's going on? Well, I, you know, there's a game on. I'm going to watch the game, and then I'll probably uh, uh, go check out a movie, and then maybe, you know, go to the mall or whatever. And there are different degrees to relaxation, different levels. Sure. This is a different one, though. Mm-hmm. Way deeper than any of those things are going to give you, too. Right. Like I say, yeah. you floated. Yeah. So, I mean, can you compare this type of relaxation to anything else? That I mean, you do a no. lot of stuff. I mean, I you, do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And meditate a lot and stuff. But... Uh, yeah, it's it's a completely deeper level, you know. And most people don't don't fully understand how to shut off. You know, almost everything we do is turned on. And even if you aren't super attentive at your job, you're turned on and you're not in a place where you can let things start to shut down. Right. And that's another thing that I'm always trying to spread to people that I see at the gym is that you know, you've been turned on all day and then you come in here and you do stuff really, really intense and getting yourself to a place where you can learn how to shut off, even if it's just to learn how to shut off at the end of the day so that you actually sleep, right. you know, like, you know, everything is, is a cycle of like tension and relaxation. And most people spend their time on one half of that spectrum. And even if they get back down towards the center, they, they don't know how to go all the way back the other direction. And that's true. And this is a big place to teach you how to go to that place. And if you, if the tank takes you there for the first time, you you have at least a path to be able to get back there, you know. So that's it's funny, like you're yeah. talking about like at the end of the day, you do some of your oil stuff. But I mean, I I would imagine that when it's time for bed or that last hour of the day, you're pretty good at just kind of taking a breath, going to that place in your mind and just uh, like okay, it's time to now let go. And right. uh, most people don't even know that place exists, or if they do, they don't know how to get there. Well, I know mine. And besides the oils, it's my wife. Yeah. I adore her. And so when we're when we're winding down in bed before we we go to sleep, and this is gonna and just literally, I'm just close to her. I just whether I put my back to her or my side, or mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm just talking about just that I feed off of her. So that energy, it is calming to me, or it makes me feel happy. Or if I'm not happy when I get into bed. Um, you know, we all have those days where I've got a lot of checklists and like, oh my God, I'm stressing. Is that part going to come in that I need? And if it doesn't, I'm screwed and I will be letting people down. But to have something, and I was alone for a long time, so I always didn't have someone there. But whether you have someone or not, I, you know, you just got me thinking about this because I haven't thought about this before. Yeah. But 
a minute ago you said something about you know getting the tank and learning how to relax and let go you know that's so true yeah. i think i think that i've done that i've had clients now that have done that too after you float you learn how to relax in there and how to how to breathe and let go right and you can that is translatable mm -hmm. to whether you're um you know at the park, at the beach, at home, going to sleep, whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. you you can do that. Yeah. You just remember, you know, it's it's like anything else that you introduce. It just it takes a little bit of focus at first, but then becomes a habit. And yeah. can you imagine relaxation being a habit? I know that's crazy. And just knowing how to go to that place, even if it's just ten seconds in a stressful situation. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of goes back to what you're talking about instincts. You know, like how dogs know what to do, and you see even kids kind of know how to do this stuff and. You feel like knowing how to fully relax and shut off and get quality sleep or truly relax should be this innately human thing that we should know how to do. And I think that we do know how to do okay, it, yeah, but yeah. we lose it. The way that our lives are structured, the way that society or, or at, We're least, distracted. at least our Western culture is structured, yeah. most people, if they haven't, you know, it's like if you don't use it, you lose it on a certain sense. If we don't go there often enough, then, then, then you forget the way back. Okay. So and it's so just, sometimes it takes drastic means to break through that and really take you there. And this yeah. thing will take you there. Well, drastic, I wouldn't say drastic. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah. It, yeah. It's something different. If right. drastic is something different you haven't done right. to recenter. But I mean, if you think about it, there's no coincidence here. Okay. Yeah. Well, talk about kids. Okay. When's the last time you saw a kid playing in the water, whether it's at the beach in a pool at a lake, bummed out? <laughs> they're splashing, they're screaming, and they're letting it all out, right? It's impossible. <laughs> well, once again, it, they're, they're, and it's so simple. You know, I'm going to use approximate measures here, but we are made of, of approximately 75% water, right? Mm -hmm. And people forget this. That's why you should be drinking a lot of water, which I haven't done during this whole... Right, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I, I've got <laughs> Just some, realized that. <laughs> this is a great conversation, so sometimes I forget. Um, and then you think about, okay, so we're made up of mostly water. And then the earth, another approximate, but 75% water depending on when and what the seasons or whatever but sure and then we spend the first nine months of our being in a warm in warm basically embryonic fluid in water yeah okay this is not a coincidence man that we are water mm -hmm. so something happens when and you get into the ancient tank. civilizations were built along shorelines or rivers they're all built around water. life and obviously you need it to drink well sure for sure those people are going in the water too well let's talk about the dead sea yeah where Dr. John Lilly actually probably had visions and and did his research and said, "Well, let's. Uh, what, how can we? How can we replicate this? How can we bring it?" Yeah. And I'm no expert on John Lilly on his life. Yeah. yeah probably yeah. should be, but I will be. <laughs> and, yeah. But I mean, at some point, um, he figured he figured it out. So let's talk about 75 years approximately um, before Christ of Nazareth. Right? People were floating in the Dead Sea. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why? I, why were they doing that? Yeah. I'm guessing because it had therapeutic benefits. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, because to a certain extent, to a certain degree. Well, that's a lot of ancient traditions, whether it's uh, therapeutic stuff like that or medicines or even traditional diets. You know, they always talk about the Mediterranean diet or whatever. Like back then there wasn't really, uh, they couldn't explain why. It's like, it just works. I just feel good when I do this. I just, I just feel good when I eat that. Um, we've tried this and this seems to heal that, you know? So it's all, it's all just happened over yeah. generations. And it's not uh, analytical. No, no, no. It's, it, there doesn't need to be a why a lot of times that ruins it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
and 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 the why doesn't really matter right to a certain level it's like if it works it works and uh well why do we have fountains i mean let's say let's say you're in a tranquil area like a spa or a garden yeah why is that noise so tranquil why is that noise so tranquil yeah why is it so calming and relaxing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter why i mean we can research this and you know probably do a whole podcast on it but why yeah and we'll leave it at why but we know it's there's something there. Or the people that play the sounds to go to sleep. They have like the babbling brook noise or the ocean waves or whatever. I've got it right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Right next to you. Yeah. yeah. Why does that work? <laughs> it's awesome. My life, my wife, uh, every now and then, she loves to sleep to rain. Rainfall. Oh, yeah. Rain is nice. Rain is nice, man. Yeah. It's, uh, so there's something there. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. And I'll tell you, after the tank, I have ideas for different um, water healing modalities. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, that's the next podcast. Next podcast, yeah. I was going to say, we'll have to come back. I think there's a lot more to talk to. Yeah. But um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, we've basically covered everything I wanted to talk about, but um, what what do you think the biggest fear that people have in coming to do something like this? Claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. Yeah. Which, this is going to sound pretty dumb or redundant, but it's all in your head. Yeah. Yeah, but everything's in your head, right? That's what I'm saying. But but really, I've had, I can tell you a quick story. Um, That's all right. It... Yeah, they're well, vacuuming outside, and it won't pick up a whole lot of noise. So if you can hear that, sorry, but, you know. Okay, so, well, I'll tell you a quick story. So I had someone here that uh, told me a story about how she loved the idea of getting in the float tank. Loved it. At the same time, she had claustrophobia. To the point of seeing a doctor about it, steps in the doctor's office, please have a seat. A couple chairs in front of his desk, right? You can see the, the layout. He walks back to the door to close and she says, no, 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 don't close the door. He says, why? She goes, no, no, no. Well, it's claustrophobia, okay? This is a reputable person telling me the story. And she was actually, you know, I could see the fear in her eyes when she's telling me this. She goes, that was quite a few years ago, but I just, I can't do it. I can't, I wouldn't be able to get in the tank. For some reason, a few weeks later, she approaches me and says, you know, I want to try it. Maybe I'll leave with the door open. I said, good idea. Let's, let's leave the door open. You can try it. Sure. And you can have your husband here in the room with you. Yeah. You know, just for comfort. He can be here and hold your hand or whatever you like, but you'll get the benefits of the water anyway. So she comes in without her husband, actually. And, you know, she had the allotted time. Actually, it was kind of off the books. I knew her. And uh, however much time you need. This was before we opened. Right. And I was just getting everything kind of dialed in. And so she emerges about an hour later. Emerged from the tank, took her shower, came out into the orientation room, and I see her, and she looks like a little girl. Her face is glowing, her eyes are lit up. She just looks so relaxed. She looked like this child. Yeah. She sits down, and I don't ask people about their, I just let them um, remain in a state right. of being. And if they want to open up about it. Yeah, I offer them water, which is actually encouraged. And she starts talking almost rambling because she didn't know what she was feeling yeah. it was really cool and uh she goes you know i'm over it you don't want to float anymore you're over it I mean, yeah. no she said the claustrophobia it's done i'm over it it's there's no such thing to me anymore I, what are you talking about what do you mean what happened she says and she wanted to tell me so she says well i started for the about the first 10 15 minutes with the door open she said something just told me that it was fine she goes as i was laying there i felt that everything was okay Mm-hmm. Okay, closed the door and did the remaining, you know, 45 minutes or so with the door closed. Yeah. She had this breakthrough, something that had been crippling her, crippling her most of her life. Yeah. 
And so I'm not saying, and I'll, you know, I'll never, ever tell anyone this, it cures this and it cures it. But it's not that. Experiences are always different. I've had it probably about over 50 people in there so far in the last two months. And I have, I get the same relaxation, you know, benefit from them the whole, every time. But I kid you not, I get a different twist every single time. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Pretty significant too. So the experiences are as different as our DNA or our fingerprints. It's just really that cool. Yeah. But for someone to come out and say, at least on, in her case, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm making a list of things I can do now. Yeah. So I thought, wow. That, and you know, I like to make sure that this is clear too, that I don't take credit for any of this. I bought a tank. I filled it with salt and water. I prepared a room. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost, you know, we have massage therapists here. We have acupuncturists, um, marriage and family counselors, Reiki masters, uh, um, you know, um, spiritual guidance, pretty much everything on a spiritual level here. You, you can find it here at a place of peace. Okay. Where I'm located. But, to, I don't know, man. It's just to have someone come in and say that that it affected them that way. You know, all these people call themselves practitioners, which is fine. If you're a massage therapist, you're a practitioner. Whatever your art is or your modality, you're practicing on, on people. Sure. My idea is that when you come to my float center as a client and you enter the room and you're by yourself, you are the practitioner. You are doing the work on yourself. Now, doing the work is everything from meditation at the highest form, right. which I've heard people in here. I'm in the other room and I can still hear them and they didn't know they were really vocal and it's just pretty cool. Down to someone who has no interest in meditation, um, spirituality, right. even philosophy, anything. And they're doing work on themselves. They are the practitioners just by being in there. Right. And like you say, you know, yeah. just cutting off the world for a minute mm-hmm. or for a few minutes and, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool how people come in here and really get to know themselves. And I think along that, along back to the first question of the biggest fears, the other one is I actually hear people say that they don't want to be alone with their own thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I and I, I, I can't I can't comment or judge on that. Right. Um, I, I haven't had that fear, but I haven't been through their journey. Right. So I don't know, but I do. When I've heard that, I I really don't have a comment. Um, what can I, how can I react? That's their thing, you know, and it's gotta be substantial. I mean, yeah, I just, I don't, that's a, that's a, that's a weird one. You know, it's, I I can't say weird, but it's different. I, something I can't relate to, but, um, they know something Yep. and we do offer music in there, which is a good distraction because sometimes I tell people silence is deafening. Sometimes silence is just, wow, it's very loud. You know, Mm -hmm. when you finally get in there and you experience silence and darkness, it's not scary. I go both ways. I can either be in there, the door cracked, I can be there with the door closed, with music, without music. Sometimes I listen to talks in there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to learn something. I may learn a language in there, played Spanish in there, or sure, you know, Chinese, yeah. or whatever. And uh, but having no distraction is a big help for all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just so universal and and widespread across the board. You can't really pinpoint what happens inside of the tank. Right. Not at all. No. You really can't. And I think that's what's cool is that you have your personal experience in there. Yep. And it's okay if you don't know how to describe it. It doesn't matter. Once yeah. again, that's the why. We don't need to know why. It doesn't matter. Just go with the feeling. Yeah. You feel good. That's enough. And we're lucky to have that sometimes, you know? Yep. Just your natural self 
for like the kids splashing in the pool. But who cares why they're happy? Right. You know. They're happy. So come in, step inside the samadhi and be a kid again. Yeah. You know, just be happy and be yeah. away from everything. And that's pretty Absolutely. much that's pretty much how I would sum up the experience in there. But um, those would be the only only fears. I mean, and I don't hear that too often. It does it does help with anxiety yeah. and depression. Um, it helps with a lot of things. And I'm hearing I heard about Parkinson's disease the other day. So I have an uncle that I want to get. I yeah. want to get him in here. Um, ALS possibly. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, so it just, I'm open, man. I'm open to people yeah. coming in as long as they're safe in there. Absolutely. You know, and that, that's, that's the main thing, safety and security. But the tank is wonderful, man. It's just, uh, you know, after that first float that I had and I said, hmm, it's all right. Yeah. Look where I'm at today. I know. And I love it. I have a passion for it. But yeah. like I say, I don't sell it. And it feels so good that I don't have to really, yeah, market and let people know. Right. But I don't sell it and say, you know what, you're going to feel this and you're going to feel that. And oh, it's wonderful. And I guarantee right. that's for a car, not for a right. not for a float experience. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got to get you in here. I know. I mean, uh, logistically, I wanted to get you in here before the interview. Right. But no, but this is good. Yeah. I mean, actually, it doesn't matter. But, no, it um, doesn't. But... No. So now you have it's on record. You have yeah. evidence that I'm inviting you for yes. my guest as a float. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. I, yeah, uh, I definitely have to get in here. And it's uh, it's funny. It's funny how we came to know each other and came to make this podcast too through Crystal. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, through Blue Jasmine. Yeah, Crystal through Blue Jasmine. So she was on three or four podcasts ago. It was a while ago because it was before I left on my trip, but. Uh, it feels a little bit like a closing of a loop because I think prior to making that podcast, I'm the one that told her about floating. I saw her soon after I had my first float experience. And then I don't know how she came to find you. Well, you know how, how she came to find you? Well, let me ask you this first, though. So what compelled you to tell her about flotation? She's an acupuncturist. Well, tell, yeah. tell everyone what she does, just that they haven't. Yeah, so Crystal is an acupuncturist, and I, and I saw her for year and a half, maybe, something like that. Um, well, I had some back issues. Okay, she's also a kundalini instructor. Yeah, she is. And, and an herbalist. Yes. Okay, so she's very well-rounded. She is. And at a very young age. Yes. She's pretty amazing. I she mean, is. And this is what I went to her site, and I found you. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's how I found you. Yeah. How she found me, she might have mentioned it, but I'm not sure. I think I think someone, she, she couldn't remember who mentioned it to her. Yeah. And being, uh, you know, the person that she is, pretty incredible, I think. I, I only met her one time here right. at the float center. She had me out there buying, a, she was wearing a shirt. And I'm online buying apparel just because I saw her one. I thought, that's a cool, I got to get this. So Was it Spiritual Gangster? It was. I didn't want to plug <laughs> them, course. but yeah. yeah. Well, I'm returning it today. Yeah. Okay, I gave him a plug. Now I'm going to kind of take back. I'm, yeah. I'm sending the hat back. It's an old man hat. Yeah. It sits really high on my head. And yeah. I was laughing in the mirror this morning. And yeah. I'm sending it back. Uh, so this for those of you, I love Spiritual Gangster, but um, I wear an extra large shirt. Yeah. This was very narrow and tight I on know. extra large. So I'm going to try to go up. So I'm not returning the stuff. I'm just... Uh, exchanging it for yes. something else yeah, but yeah. she's really cool and she is. she's really i think she's a person that she laughs a lot man she's yeah. just a really cool person and really down to earth and she has big plans and um i think she's really going to make her mark I, I think this is yeah she really has made her mark a lot no, but, i mean i think that she has a, a a much bigger thing that is coming for her but in the ventura yoga oh, wellness kind of right. world she's like a little uh, acupuncture celebrity around town. <laughs> well, you know, and, I, and you're right. And I didn't mean it that way. What I meant yeah. was, no, I see her probably national, global level at some point. I really do. She's wow. she's the she's the package. I, I've told her that, or actually in an email, I probably 
I was just, you know what it was? I was just expressing my energy that I felt from her. And she really, you know, some people, um, and there's, there's a lot of people out there that do this, that just being around them for a while or just talking to them, you have this energy and you want to go, boom, you want to just run and you want to yeah. take off and whatever. So I got that from her and it was really cool. I went home and told my wife, ah, oh, this is a really cool person. And then from there, there's Justin and, you know, and especially if a guy like me who's not Mr. into social media right. and I don't have a big circle and I focus on work now, I'm a workaholic and I'm constantly on the go. Um, it's nice and I need, I really need people to pass through my life for that burst of energy. Right. But I'm better with that. Me crossing people like today, this has given me a lot of energy. I'm really comfortable with this as opposed to just, um, this is going to sound cold, but becoming mundane and just monotonous in the same yeah. Same structured. I need new people, new energies, and I Absolutely. found that with Crystal and finding that with you. Yeah, it's just really cool, man. Um, so that's how that's how I found you through Crystal. Yeah. I think that I was I was seeing her pretty regularly, and then we got uh, pretty close pretty quickly, and she was became um, I mean a friend, but even more than than um, just an acupuncturist was really kind of a guide to. Ooh toward this spiritual path that I was that I was already starting to go down you know thinking of making big changes as far as what I was doing for work and and getting you know like very early stages of this path and um, I had tried yoga a couple times and she sent me to a teacher that really I connected with Pixie who's also been on the podcast Mm -hmm. Um, and that really became uh, a meaningful thing for me so she was very much uh um, I guess a, a guide um, at, at the early stages of my path and a big a big part of what I needed at the time you know mm. came into my life right at the right at the perfect time and um, I had been curious about floating for a while I sought that place out in Santa Barbara did a float and I think I saw her probably that same week I was going every other week for acupuncture treatments for about a year and a half so you're just excited from the float I was and, just excited and I and knew she that was it was a part of what and was she was on. a part of yeah. what was going on for my life and that I knew that she was a part of kind of this greater community that I that I really thought was in line with floating that's a, see now that's a thing and that's so I just yeah. you know I just had to tell her about it and I I believe that's the first she heard of it no it and is it and, is and then it's funny because um, I'm not sure how she found you but she sought you out and then that led you back to her website, and then you found me. It's it's like a closing of a loop, a little well, bit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, or a beginning anyway. Right. Yeah, uh, it's an initial closing, but it's definitely open. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, really cool though, and that's the way I like things to happen. Yeah. You know, I really do. Yeah, it's neat, and it's a it's a little bit of a landmark for the podcast too. If you want to measure um, any sort of progress, you know, I'm I'm not trying to get anything out of this. Just trying to broadcast what I have to say and broadcast what all the people that uh, I bring on have to say, but, uh, but it's good for us. It's good for you too. It is. I mean, even, even if no one listens to that, I, I feel like I've said this on every podcast, but even if no <laughs> one listens to it, just the fact that we sat down, we've been going for almost an hour and a half now. Wow. It's like, when's the last time you like met someone brand new, really dove in for 90 minutes. We could be at Starbucks right now. Stuff? Oh, I know. We could be a coffee bean right now talking and, yeah. uh, no, it's really cool. But you know, you get like-minded people together. Yeah. And, and stuff just starts rolling. And you dive deep, too. That's the biggest thing is I... Uh, well, it's only 10 inches of water. Right. <laughs> you're talking about the deeping yeah. dive into the tank. It's only 10 inches. Not too deep. That's right. <laughs> no, but you know, but the credit goes to you, too, because... And I don't want to... I know this is not a schmooze fest, and you're yeah. not here for that. No, but the cool thing is that I would like to think that we don't have to be like-minded, that you could interview people 
of something you even don't even agree about, right. you know, but you want to get debate going on this topic. Absolutely. So that's I would, important too. I would. I mean, it's it's very much been in the beginning that this will be number 14. Um, it's, it's very much been uh, bringing in the people that are have been influential in my life and that I that I feel like have a bigger message to share because they've had a big influence on me. Right. Um, well, the people, and, actually, I don't know you. So right. the people or the things, right? right. People or the things. Okay. Yeah, right. absolutely. And um, but I would I would love to have it go larger where I'm bringing on people that you don't you aren't necessarily on the same page with, and you sure. get a little bit of a debate going. And just because any any sort of deep conversation, one is fun, two benefits both people involved. And if we can broadcast that to anyone else, then it's incredible. But what well, I mean by a landmark is this is the first time that someone has heard a podcast, sought me out, said, Hey, I like what you did. Really? Uh, well, yeah. So you're the first person to, uh, so, so are you usually the one searching? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm always going around arranging stuff. I'll meet someone and then I'll ask them, Hey, you know, this is interesting. I love what you have to say. Would you want to do a podcast with me? And I kind of explain what it is. And mm-hmm. so you're the first person that sought me out and it's, uh, Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. pretty cool. Hey, well then, know. you know, I would encourage everyone to start seeking you out yeah, of absolutely. Very, very, you know, very approachable. And we met on the phone, or was it an email on the email? Maybe email. Yeah. Like, oh, because I contacted you right, right. Um, online, and uh, yeah, it, this happened so fast, right? Yeah. If it wasn't for you leaving town, I think we were, you were proposing to do the interview the next day. Yeah, just because you're 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 available right. at that time. Yeah. So no, it's a very easy process. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the truth. Um, I do not want this to be my last one. Yeah. I mean, I, with you I don't, or other people. Or, you know, I don't want it to be your last one either. I yeah. think you have a lot more to say. And I think you and I can do many more of these. And um, anyone else that's around here that's interested in starting a podcast, I have one buddy that's thinking about it. So um, I'll have to send him your way too. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Then likewise, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all about networks and local, um, even on a on – a, uh, grand level I mean globally I mean it's all networking yeah it's all networks and getting like-minded people like from I'm looking for I've been a coast-to-coast guy for a while I'm an insider okay sure. people that know the like, coast-to-coast insider means I can listen to the I can't stay up past 10 anymore yeah <laughs> I'm getting up too early yeah but I mean lately I'm, I'm a George Norrie fan I'm an Art Bell fan but anymore personally my opinion it's just getting a little bit too safe and watered down for me and the same topics over and over so I'm searching. I'm searching for that other network right. where I feel like, okay, I need, I need a breakthrough. I need, I need to be challenged because I feel like I don't, I'm not really into what's really going on. But Joe Rogan, actually, we we mentioned him earlier. Yeah, um, I'm pretty comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Um, He's doing a great thing too. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't even go down the whole list here. Yeah, you know, I can say Graham Han- Hancock right off the bat. I mean, you know, but I won't even do that right now. Um, but. I, I like his guests. I mean, mm-hmm. I really do. And I don't always agree. Right. I which for, is good. I'll tell you something about and this is not a, we're And he doesn't it, so. always agree, too, which is No, cool. that's good, too. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes he does. I appreciate you're not talking over me all the time because Joe has... I don't think he does it on purpose, but yeah. um, this is his personality. Yeah. And, and this is all about personalities. I actually have a tendency to do that. And really? And in, in making this, I, I, I'm really excitable. And when I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about, someone will say something... And whatever jumps to the forefront of my mind, I have a hard time not just like jumping and letting it out. But we forget about the listener. Right. Yes. Yes. And in going through the process of editing it, and I've learned a lot about all the ums and uh and pauses and weird things that you do when you're speaking. And that whole process, how I tend to talk over people or not talk over, but jump in. Um, 
and it cut off. Yeah, it's that feeling that you get when you hear yourself on the answering machine, and you're like, "Ah, oh, I hate my voice." So <laughs> yeah. imagine that for an hour and a half thing when you're listening and editing, and so it's like you learn a lot about yourself and the way that you no. communicate too. So it it's been a healthy process for me. So no, that's good. That's I'm good. working on not jumping in like that. So. Well, it's all work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because like we say, Joe's very successful, yeah. Joe Rogan, but um, he's he's not perfect. No, of course not. And I don't think we want perfect, infallible. I don't. Mm-mm. I don't know that I want that. Well, that's what's so attractive about podcasting is that in a in a world where all of our media is so carefully curated, overproduced, perfectly put together, and even the people that are presenting it are made up and in these perfect things and everything's so scripted. Every word is, is perfectly and, crafted. Yeah. These little perfect soundbite type segments. People are so hungry for something that's real. Right. You know, so we sit down, we've been going for an hour and a half now talking about the tank, talking about all sorts of other stuff, and it's there's something so refreshing about just real organic talk, real organic talk. Yeah. Well, I think when you script something out, you lose feeling, right? Absolutely. And uh, and that's what when I'm listening to podcasts mm-hmm. or talks, I want feeling. Yeah. Now I get it that a comedian will go on tour and he does the same routine every right. night, you know, for a year or however long, you know, and then you come out with an album. Yeah. Well, that's how old I am to call them albums, you know. But yeah. but that's no, something but, different though. You yeah, know? yeah. But I mean, it's something. It's Exactly. This has to be spontaneous. But let's yeah. say that I'm on a tour right now, and I'm talking about float tanks. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm doing the podcast tour, and every city I'm finding a guy, you know, in his garage or, you know, in his studio, wherever it may be. Um, it must be hard not to uh, have become the same robotic. Converse, yeah. Have the same conversation over and over again. And, but, but to maintain that feeling and the passion every time. Right. So I like this right now. This is very organic. It and, is. you know, we talked about, um, as a courtesy, you were going to send me questions. Yeah. You know, here's what I want, want to ask you. And mm-hmm. if you want to no, I, I like this better. And I, but at least you brought your notes and you know what you wanted to cover. Yeah. And we got yeah. that. And, and you know what? I hardly ever glance down at it. It's like almost the process well, of like a, making it. Is it like there's a camera on you? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, it, just the process of making it, you just kind of have in your mind stuff that you'd like to talk about. And, and we we it's all stuff that would naturally come up anyways. Um, so it's like I, I just like to do it for myself in case I have something in front of me. And then I like to write down things during it. So that I don't jump in, it'll sure. remind me so that I stay better. And then also yeah. links to stuff that I want to post you. So I wrote down the names of the two books we mentioned, and I'll post links to those when oh, I awesome. post the episode. Yeah. So hey, if that, to... if that can help people. Yeah, absolutely. You look at man, we're not the only guys out there. No. Doing what we do, whatever it is we do. Right. You know, and uh, like I say, I encourage people to open float centers. Yeah. Or something comp, you know, uh, compatible. Or I really, I really mean that. I really do, and I want to um, uplift each other. Okay, for example, I'll give you this. We're probably going to get into a three-hour podcast. <laughs> no, and this is something... Which informa- is great. No, but good information for people, too. Okay, so just last night, I got a call from a guy who I didn't know, just a new person. He's So he says, um, I want to schedule um, an appointment. Okay, good. What's your name, sir? And he says, well, he says, but ultimately, he, he there was four of them all together. He says, how many tanks do you have? And I said, I have one. Yeah. And I said, you know, I need to test the waters in Ventura and my budget and everything. You know, I, I, sure. I had enough for one perfect setting. Right. My perfect home. Yeah. And it's pretty perfect in here. This room is beautiful. And well, you know, I'll so. be honest with you. I did it perfect for me. Sure. Hoping that other people would like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that goes back to what we're saying. Like, you have to do what 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 you want and be, be what you are. And the people that are going to connect with that are going to connect with it. Right. Because if I, if I sat down <laughs> here and thought, I'm going to come up with this uh, idea that universal, everyone's going to yeah. love it. It would have been... Yeah. white well, if you try to please everyone you please no one well exactly yeah. that's the same thing but yeah. luckily enough and I'm not a designer I actually enjoy it but I'm not a designer 
but it just turned out that everyone loves it. So yeah, that that just that, that proves the rule that you just do it because it's and, what it is. And right now you're you're such an integral part of what this whole thing is. So if this if this, oh, it's only me. If yeah. this whole space is just an extension of you, then people can feel that. Oh, cool. And I, I just want them to be comfortable, like you said, and clean. Yeah. So this guy calls me and he says he has four people. So when I first opened, um, I made the rounds all the way down to Crash and. Um, um, float lounge in Laguna Beach and um, right. float clinic in Torrance and right. there's a place in Valencia Santa Clarita Santa Clarita on yeah. Lyons Avenue called Elevate yes now I've been online I've seen it online beautiful yeah very beautiful place they have their own building yeah. where I'm at uh, I, I have a space subleasing at a place of peace in Ventura so I talked to the guy Kevin there and I told him hey man I just opened a spot over here and I just want to let you know you know um, all good intentions, man. And, you know, um, it was funny was I talked to him after I had already been sending people to him. Right. And the reason I was sending people is they have multiple tanks and I can't remember they have three or four. Yeah. So at any rate, I would get couples calling me saying, Hey, first time we want to experience it together. And I give them the, I let them understand that, well, you can't be in it's not advisable to be in the same tank. No. Okay. Plus there's not really room. There's not really room. And I mean, no. I guess you could, but we're just not, you know, it's still, it's a, it's an industry thing, which I adhere to. And I just, I kind of, I get it. Even if you're not meditating, it's just, it's just different. There's not enough room. So I started uh, understanding they wanted to, ha- to even be in different float rooms emerging at the same time. And then maybe having lunch or talking about, hey, how was yours? How was yours? Right. And it's kind of a, a thing. And I get that. Totally cool. So I've actually, I was actually sending Hey, there's a place called Elevate. I don't know them, but right. I've been on their website. It's the closest one to here. Yeah, <laughs> as, as opposed to going to Venice, which I still want to go to the float lab. I, would, I do too. Maybe we'll have to do a trip down there. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, cool. I, I do want to go down there. So, um, and that's my whole thing. There's no competition here, man. We just, yeah. you know, it's like having one acupuncturist in town. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not right. But you, you just want to make it available. And it's like if people have to drive an hour or two. And it's... Well, it's defeating the purpose. And that's yeah. why I said, you know, there's a hole in the market here. Yeah. That's why I'm opening this one. Yeah. So this guy had four people, and I so I referred him over there. He was so appreciative. I mean, he was so happy. I think it caught him off guard to the point, like, really? I mean, he didn't say it like that, but I could just tell in his tone that you're you're in business here, and you're going to send me over there instead of saying, well, I could get you guys. We'll stagger it. So once again, my whole thing, Kevin at Elevate, wonderful, cool guy, man. I mean, so... I had him on the phone with the introduction. He kept me on the phone. I say kept, not as far as in a bad way, but um, he was gracious enough to just stay on the phone with me um, one evening. I want to say for almost a couple hours. Yeah. And I was one of those phone calls where I'm in my bedroom and I'm pacing and just walking. I can't sit and talk. And I'm, you know, even this is kind of hard, right? Right. I feel like you want to be up and standing around and moving. And well, actually, I'd rather be in the the tank and you can put a boom mic in there while I'm floating. And you know, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe next time. Yeah. That would be funny. Podcast live from the tank. You know what? You could, if you ever want to do one of those, that'd be actually, you know, that'd be pretty awesome. Actually, something new. Be kind of echoey in there. Yeah. yeah, Joe. Joe hasn't done that yet. So no, maybe it's not been done. So we might have to pioneer it. We might have to do it. At least you can describe (laughs) the therapeutic value. You know, I'm in here right now, and yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> well, I mean, I shouldn't say never. I will, we'll have to try it or we'll never know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I get those requests too. People that, you know, and I totally get that. I totally get that. But that's the thing, man. You get all different types and it's so new that people just don't know. It's wide open right now. Yeah. It's wide open. We definitely have to get you in here though. Yes. Yeah. I know. I can't wait. With or without the mic, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, you're, you're due. 
I am. I know you are. It's but been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't float for two and a half weeks, and I was overdue. So yeah, I know. Yeah, we definitely. This is going to become man. a regular thing now that I'm back in town, and I've been kind of figuring out my financial situation because I was gone for so long and that stuff, and then I'm I'm moving back up here pretty soon, so mm. it it'll become a regular thing for me. Yeah, that's really cool. Definitely. Man. Yeah. But maybe it's about time to start winding down. I'll 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 do. A, I have kind of two questions that I like to ask everyone to finish with. Sure. And I'll give them to you both at once, so you, they can kind of work on you. But the first is, what are you most optimistic about in any context? So, with the business, with the state of floating, just the world, your personal life, whatever. Hmm. And then um, just one one piece of health advice that you could give everyone, because I kind of this whole thing's kind of. Uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, geared towards health and fitness. And we've talked about a lot of great stuff, but you know, the one, the one healthy takeaway. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this though, cause I, I wish I had something for you Yeah. and I'm not going to, I'm not going to bullshit you. Yeah. We've already gone over this, but let me, let me, uh, go over it again. Yeah. And only cause I'm, it's on my mind and I'm big on this right now is of course being active, but yeah. whatever you choose, but it's the feeding yourself what you need when you need it. Yep. Get off the calendar. You know, just get off the, the clock, mm-hmm. the calendar, and be more more in tune. Yeah. And I'm going to speak for myself, which should translate to everyone, but what's worked for me is, once again, just to be in tune with yourself. Yeah. Giving yourself what you need when you need it. You don't need a test. You don't need to get a, a panel done on, well, I need more iron, so I better right. more broccoli. Or it, It's not that. And, you it's know, a relationship. Just develop a, exactly. a relationship with yourself. With yourself. With yourself. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How we have to tell her? But it is. I mean, it's crazy, but it's so true that we have to do that. We have to be more selfish and make time for ourselves. And I love telling people that when they come in here that, look, you, like I said before, you have two hours. Yeah. This is your time. The phone is off, or at least on silent, you know. Be a friend to yourself and just give yourself some time in here, you yeah. know. And just see how you feel when you're done. And you don't have to feel great when you're done. You don't have to tell me this was the greatest. You don't have to do. There is no, nothing. You just, you just, are honest with yourself. And um, you know, there's no pressure. And if you don't like it, it's not. Oh, what's wrong with you? You didn't like it, or yeah, haven't had that happen yet, though. No, I haven't had a person yeah. say that. Yeah, this is awful. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I had a weird situation which I won't go into, but it lasted ten minutes, and then I don't know what happened. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, and that's fine. Leave, huh? Yeah, and that's fine. It's fine. I mean, I didn't take it. I didn't take it personal. I was just more concerned. What? What was there? Something wrong in the room, or did someone? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know because you're in your own room, locked, secured, and so it was weird. But that was just different. Um, but yeah, it's just it's remarkable when you give time to yourself. And once again, I I say this over to be in that water with those Epsom salts for that long. You cannot get away from the fact that the Epsom salts are doing their work and really just you feel. How would you explain that feeling? You don't. You're not exhausted, but you just feel. Yeah. Oh, like you had a deep massage, or I don't. It know. is a deep relaxation, and there's there's something. I'm I'm not super well versed in the the chemical process, but I mean, it is how you get your magnesium most effectively. Okay. We don't get it orally very well, so one thing you get magnesium, and, and what, what, what does that do for you? It it aids a lot in the serotonin and all of that, all of those type of productions. Right, and right. you know what I mean. That's why they have people do it before they go to sleep. You can rub some magnesium oil on your skin or whatever. Um, so just from that type of a standpoint, getting and most people are maybe not deficient, but but don't get enough magnesium. And um, so just just from a strictly physical standpoint 
giving yourself that when you haven't done anything like that before is huge. Yeah, and you want to talk about, um, now you said how I feel about the world or optimism. Yeah, or... just what you're most optimistic about. I think I'm just getting back to a place where I'm optimistic about the world. Awesome. Well, kind of not. It, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, okay, in a way, I went through my Alex Jones and Jordan Maxwell yeah, and the Illuminati really, phase. It's really, really easy to, to I, be pessimistic about what's going on. Well, I uh, I went through that phase. It's been, you know, a couple of years. But I like, I like to take the good with the bad and really know what's going on. And, you know, I don't live life with rose-colored glasses or I'm not Pollyanna or, you know, I'm not... I'm very realistic, but I want to know what's going on. Yeah. Now, you hear people talk about, well, why do you want to know about this stuff? Because you can't do anything about it. It's, too, it's done. It's over. That's okay, but you're not done. You're not over. Right. You, you can live in, in a storm and be the center of calmness. Mm -hmm. It's just really, I mean, you can. It's up to you. No one can make you sad. No one can make you, no one can hurt your feelings. No one can make you feel any way. It's all within you. And you have to understand that, that you have that control. But you have to know yourself. So it's funny. I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but I'm, I'm actually coming out of that now. You know, because I, I don't care who's dancing with the stars, man. I, I'm not keeping up with the Kardashians. I don't have the energy to, yeah. you know. But I do. I was, I went through a phase of irritation. With, and it was probably the same time with social media that I just felt like, I know what not to do. I know where I don't want to be right now. And that was helpful. Right. Not to judge them, but I just thought, I'm not comfortable with this. And sometimes that's enough. Knowing what you should stay away from. Exactly. Really make some positive changes. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what I would like to think, what I hope for, and what, with every little action that I take, every little intention, we're talking about being uh, a part of the bigger picture and the bigger energy. Uh, yeah, that... I always centralize everything to me. So I can't really say about the world, but I would like to think that the world is mm -hmm. not thinking like me, but I would like to think that everyone is is centering on themselves mm -hmm. and you know spending time with themselves and their children too, but you know and, and guiding. Um, man, I have hopes. I don't really have any 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 vision. I don't yeah. know that I do. And for myself, yeah, I'm very selfish right now. But, yeah. but that relates to my immediate circle and family. Right. Yeah. I mean, how about you? I mean, really, I mean, this can change from week to week, day yeah. to day, depending on that. But where, where are you at? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, all the stuff that we're talking about f feels a little bit like a movement, you know, and it, it, it's not it's not centered on one ideal, but just people kind of waking up that this pattern that we've been in for a while isn't necessarily serving anyone. Right. Even the even the people at the top that that ostensibly are kind of guiding the growth of the country or the culture or whatever like don't it doesn't even seem to be serving them so it's just kind of everyone's been on autopilot and we don't really know where we've gone and people seem to be waking up to that fact so whatever whatever that means in their lives it feels like that idea is starting to grow and i just feel a little bit of momentum behind all of that so I, I, I guess that would be where I'm most optimistic. I would hope you know? for, and once again, I use the yeah. word hope, but I would yeah. hope for the same. Be, but I guess, too, sometimes I'm overly realistic, and I, I keep in mind that, you know, I tell myself, look, man, you're here every day. We discussed earlier about people coming out, and everyone's feeling great, and I'm around, you know. I'm My, my business is located within an office called A Place of Peace. Right. So I'm surrounded by a lot of really good stuff every day. Right. I have to stay grounded, though. Mm -hmm. It's true. When you're always surrounded by such 
wonderful, uplifting people and things. It's, yeah. it's, it's easy to feel like that's growing, but maybe it's just growing around you. <laughs> no, exactly. It, Thank it, you. Is the world as a whole. It's like, an ivy. Actually, yeah. It's a peaceful ivy that's growing You're, all around me and right. becoming insulated. You, you might be in an oasis. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't really watch CNN or Fox or ABC. I don't watch that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Not because I feel like, oh, it's so bad, which... I have my opinions, you know, I think it's, it is run by, you know, just a few people and you're only going to hear, see what you want, but, um, I'm, and once again, I'm insulating myself. So like reset.me is one of my go-tos right now. Yeah. You know, um, Amber Lines. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. I just feel like, you know, I, I feel like I, I guess I am insulating myself, but within that I try to spread what I know without preaching or without holding it over people's heads. I just, to let people know, like, okay, what I'm excited about right now Ask me what I'm excited about right now. Yeah, what are you excited about right now? Psilocybins <laughs> and microdosing. Yeah. Now, growing up, I was a beer and bud guy. Yeah. I'm not talking Budweiser, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was. I mean, I, I went through the party stage in my 20s and all that. But now it's like, eh, not so much. I mean, to relax sometimes, yeah. Um, but I feel like lately I've just been stumbling upon research and talks and some pretty, pretty really cool um, intelligent discussions yeah. about psilocybin and the actual benefits mm-hmm. are you kidding me brain cell regeneration I know focus clarity neurogenesis yeah yes and see these are other guests I, I, I want you to have on here that I can listen and learn because I'm I'm a newbie at this but I'm so I, I'm actually excited I'm really mm-hmm. the same way as when I first started floating I'm really excited about the prospects of not to party, not to trip, yeah. let's go to Disneyland or whatever. Well, the microdosing is, it's not even a, a psychoactive amount, so you don't even have the trip. Right, exactly. Yeah. How about you have, an, you have a headache? Yeah. And you're at, you have a scale and you're at 0. Yeah. 0, you know, 0.25 and you're just, uh, you have a nibble every four days or whatever and you're just, you're, just, you're actually, I think you're uplifting mm-hmm. yourself back to where you should be Absolutely. on an even, you know, on a, into an even balance. Um, I'm so excited about it, man. Yeah. Well, there's finally a conversation. It yes. used to just be such a stigma. It's banned. Like, you know, don't even bring it up. And now it's like, well, let's actually try to understand some of this stuff. Let's have a real conversation free of the stigma. Let's do some real research. And it's some stuff is starting to come out that's really, really exciting. Exciting. Yeah. And it's exactly. That's the word, man. I'm, I'm searching right now. I mean, I'm... I'm I want to, I want to do this right, you know, so it's going to take some time, you know, but I, and I've been planning a mentally and with friends planning a trip to, uh, you know, Brazil or Peru on searching for a, a true, true spiritual, traditional ayahuasca trip. Okay. And I just found out the other day through a a therapist friend of mine, she says, you don't have to go there. Mm -hmm. She goes, I'm sure they're around. She says, but I know in San Francisco, there's some reputable groups that are, Regular. What? Yeah. So that tells me that you don't have to go to the rainforest anymore. It's true. The Amazon. And that it's actually starting to spread out and become now now federally and legally, I don't I don't know yet. I don't even care yet. It's just yeah. the dialogue. I'm it's loving finally happening. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving it. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know as far as legally and all that kind of stuff what's going on. But yeah, who knows? You know, when it comes to that point, I, I, I guess I should know. I, it doesn't matter. I don't I don't have to uh you know, piss into a cup or show right. up to work and have a you know surprise piss party or whatever they call it. You right. know? Pardon my, uh, nah, <laughs> okay. No, well, fine. you know, so I'm actually, that's, if you're asking me today right now, I'm, ex- it's staying on my mind. That's when I know I'm excited about something. I can right. feel my blood going. When you can't get it out of your head. And what it is, it's not because it's a psilocybin or a mushroom. It's not because, you know, 
you know, I can, we can talk about hemp and not even think about a lighter or a match being anywhere nearby, but things that are just wondrous and natural and basically what I would consider miracles because I can't get a hold of them. Right. You know? Well, speaking of psilocybin's anyway, but I just feel like natural and the way we're intended to be, I'm so excited about that. And like I said, it's only been about a month. I've been really um, reading more and more and more and educating myself. But yeah, that excitement is there, man. I just, it's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so we'll have to come back to that one further down the road if. Yeah, you know, do you. At whatever point, you know. Maybe after, yeah. Yeah. Or during, I don't know, but really cool. Yeah. That might be a panel discussion you'll have. Yeah, bring some people on. Yeah, that'd be neat. I yeah, I've been I've been wanting to do some more group ones. I have I have one planned with uh, with two previous guests that kind of have some overlapping interests. So oh. kind of bring them together and moderate it a little bit. So I have a uh, really committing to to doing a lot more of these things, and because uh, I really really enjoy it. You know, I, it I was something tell. that was yeah. it was something that was difficult when I was working full time and had a second job at a gym. And since I've come back, I'm now I'm now kind of restructuring things where I'm doing stuff for myself. And uh, this I know I want to be a big part rather than just kind of a side thing like it was. So well, I'm telling you, I'm I'm proud as I'm shaking your hand. I'm proud yeah. to be one of the building blocks. I mean, you yeah. know, if you want to consider it that, absolutely. But no, this is awesome, man. And yeah. you know, it's 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 good for myself and and your guests to to talk about what we do mm -hmm. because how often do we really, you know, unless we do a lot of uh, interviews or podcasts on the core in the, in the course of a regular day, I don't sit here and just, I, I talk about it a lot, but not, not really as a, a give and take. It's more of a, you know, educational right. type thing. I talk. Well, to yeah, people. it's like an orientation that you give people. Exactly. And now you can point people to something like this or any other thing that you do. And it's like, if you want to really know what I feel about floating and get to know me a little bit, like here, I encourage you to listen to this. No, well, that's you cool. Know? And that yeah. you, you hit on one level, but I'm talking about something totally different. Uh, okay. So for me, for me, just to talk to speak about this. Oh yeah. It's so good for me. Yeah. You know, it's who's an expert in anything? No. And yeah. it's always good for me. And then for you to pose questions, for me to think about it, and then to rephrase it and just kind of get off the robotic, you know, treadmill for a minute, like right. like we talked about those comedians on tour or the the interviewee on tour. This is just it's good for me. It's good. It's exercise. It is yeah, exercising absolutely. my mind and, and my it's craft. So, it's so stimulating and enjoyable, and yeah, I love I love doing these things, even from just a selfish perspective. It's good for you too. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I get to learn from people. You know, you sit down with a new professor every time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. I mean, your child's a professor. I told you before, my little dog oh, yeah. Susie, she's a professor to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I don't know if I'm eating grass out there, but yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell you real quick. Though, the other day, uh, I was messing with my grandson. His name's Damien. He's 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 only eight years old. I actually, I have two here, uh, Damien and Taylor, but I pick up Damien from school. He stays, actually, he, everyone knows him here in the office. Nice. Summertime, he spends a lot of time here. And we were feeding uh, our dog, Susie, on the go, and I took one of her little bits and I I ate it. It wasn't bad, actually. Yeah. I mean, it, was not, it wasn't, yeah. okay, it, that's really what it was. It wasn't bad. Right. And it was crunchy. Didn't have a flavor at all. Yeah. But it's just funny, you know, it's just funny how... Um, um, I don't know if I taught him anything, but um, I got a laugh out of him, and that was cool. You yeah. know, he he laughs all the time anyway. But um, no, you know, I I learned something. Yeah. That in a pinch, I guess I could see myself as a character 
if if the were if we were in a zombie apocalypse, I guess I could eat dog food. It actually, wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so the first step is we're gonna go get some uh, frozen yogurt. I'm gonna sprinkle them on top, and you know I'm gonna work my way into it. But it's not bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a thing you bite dogs quality dog food. And, yeah, you know, it's dual purpose. <laughs> That's funny. We can we can veg on the couch and watch a game and munch together. So. Yeah, share a meal together. <laughs> yeah, cooking you know? biscuits. That's all that one of the stuff. few things we don't share with our our pets. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people do though. Yeah, that's true. Well, they do. Let them sit at the table. They put the bowl right at the table. Well, no, I'm talking about people that actually give their dogs people, uh, human oh, food. Oh, real food, yeah. Yeah, which I'm pretty much against. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can't help it. Like, I gave her a crouton the other day off my salad, you know, yeah. and she liked it. But, um, no, and I'm not, I don't judge people for that, but I just feel like it's not good for the dogs. I mean, it's really not. Yeah. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. All right, man. Maybe that's a good place to end. That was a that was a ton of fun. So thanks again. No, it was great. I feel yeah. good about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah me wait. too. Yeah. How uh, I always ask people, how long do you think we went? About two hours. Close. Yeah. Well, you know why? You gave me an update. Just hitting. Yeah, that's true. It just hit an hour fifty-five. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Justin again. Hope you enjoyed this show with Scott. As you can see, he's a great guy with some great perspectives and uh, is bringing a beautiful thing to Ventura with his float center. I think you can expect to hear more from him. He and I, I'm sure, will get together again, make some more podcasts, maybe maybe uh, plan for some different topics. I think we'll probably bring in some third and fourth guests, maybe try to do some roundtable stuff. And certainly I'll be discussing my experience at the Ventura Float Center once I get in and take a float. So if you'd like to support this show, you can just go to iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere that you found it and rate and review it. If you do one or both of those two things, it helps this show show up in searches and that kind of stuff. So that's really the way that you can spread the appeal. I also encourage you to send it and and share it via your social media or send it to friends and recommend it. And also one thing I'd like to mention, Scott kind of brought it up, is he came to me uh, with, a, with a desire to be on the show and uh, had a great story. So if you or anyone you know of has uh, a cool story to tell or you think that, uh, that they will have some overlap with the, with the message that I'm trying to spread, I would love to hear from everyone. So please, please, please feel comfortable to reach out, suggest um, a person, even if it's not someone that you know, I'll do my best to reach out to them. So I would, I would love to hear from anyone that's listening to get some recommendations for stuff that they would like to hear. Um, and I'd also just love to hear from anyone that's listening that uh, wants to give me some feedback about how they think the show is going, whether that be on a technical standpoint, some of the recording and editing and stuff. I'm always, I'm always looking to improve and uh, make a, the best product I can. And then any suggestions on guests or content or uh, just the style of the show too. So I, I would love to hear from anyone that is willing to reach out. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.